Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond is brought to you by Spaces Philly. Check out the Spaces family of podcasts, including Both Sides, Lulu and Pop Date Night, Nerdgasm Talk, and No Gimmicks Needed on your preferred podcast platform, Spaces Philly, curating the culture. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. I am your host, your resident female hip hop head, Nina. I'm here with my co-host, Left uh, Brain. Uh, Joey Cochran. Yeah, I took on Joey Cochran now. It's a whole thing. We're not. It's we're a whole thing. I'm a whole gonna, thing. I'm going to call you Joe Franklin mm-hmm. or Left Brain. We're not doing Well, people, <laughs> Joey Cochran, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a lot anyway, that happened. Anyway, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. We have a special guest. My lovely husband, the hip hop novice, because he always says, you don't give me an intro. Mr. A and E of the Nerd Coalition, who's like to remain anonymous here. Oh, I smelled all the shade being thrown. Mm, <laughs> you see that? You we were just talking about how you was the, you was the king of subliminals, so. Did, did you, you get what I'm saying? All the way. Oh, I'm just saying. I don't ever throw shit on my podcast. That's about Joey Cochran, but so we going to just. I, I don't throw shade on my podcast. At so all. I'm just okay, saying. Bro. It's all good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Try to level up. It's fine. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, all right. So today's show, we in the tail end of March here, and I wanted to do a Biggie and Fife tribute show. Both, as we know, both Biggie and Fife passed away in March. Yes, mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, years apart, obviously, but I, two of my favorites. So, like, why not just do? Um, a tribute show for the both of them. So we're gonna keep it keep it kind of light today. Um, but I'm gonna give y'all two hip hop facts, one about each. So apparently, the first one, Biggie was really into movies, and a lot of people credit that with why the way he he rapped was it seemed so like cinematic in a sense like he could tell a story I mean yes we got his name from Uptown Saturday Night sure did and then Oval uh, sued him and yeah. that's why he became the Notorious B.I.G that's a fun fact that's not the fact um, he watched those Saturdays too oh my god <laughs> so I got a story to tell it was real though that I heard was real that really mm-hmm. happened and people have their suspicions on who it was about I as know well. for sure who it was I ain't saying no name but I know I mean sure you can't say who it was I don't really can't care say who it was but they, um, I think this is Lil C's who's telling this story about how they went to see the usual suspects. And right after that, they went to the studio and he wrote, Somebody's Gotta Die for Life After Death. Mm. And that's why a lot of times he would, he. this is a quote, he said, he used to watch movies and come up with a whole effing song at the same time. That's why his lyrics tend to be photogenic. These are not my words, y'all. This is a quote. <laughs> he will watch <laughs> movies and come up with the whole song. 
uh, and that was the first song recorded for the album. And then it says one of the last films he saw in theaters was Donnie Brasco. Um, and that's when he wrote his verse for It's All About the Benjamins. Mm. Um, so that was the biggie fun fact. That's what he mm. more said. Mm. Uh, yeah, because, you know, he's a big movie guy. I'm just like, damn, do you, do you, do you know the the music and the you know the legacy you could have put out stay alive longer with all the all the crazy movies and shit yeah that he, yeah but did he serve his purpose though right yeah, yeah. It's, I'm just say it, I'm say it's very unfortunate everybody sometimes aren't, aren't meant to be on this world that long right it's yeah. like a flash in the pan but it just still just it bumps me out because when you stop out. and think about it when you really think like damn Piggy was young as shit when he died right because people don't really think about it like that I guess I thought he was 30 I thought he was much older when mm -hmm. I was, like, when I was young, he was out. And I'm like, damn, bro, he was only in his mid-20s? Mm -hmm. I yeah. had... Well, and, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig a little deeper. And the only reason why I say that is because... I don't want to use the word sacrifice because that sounds so harsh. But mm. if Big and Pac don't die, where does it take... like Because it really wasn't a coast thing. Yeah. But a lot of us mm -hmm. were under the impression that it was. Right, mm -hmm. so if not for them two passing, how does this whole thing settle? Right, yeah, that's why I'm thinking, like, not that it was good, but was it necessary? Right, true. I mean, because they were friends at one point, right. that was originally one of the facts I was going to use because Tupac bought Biggie his first Rolex. Mm hmm. So I was like, that's not an, such an unknown fact, so I had to find something else a little, a little different, but I was just like, you know, it sucks. That they both had to come to this demise for what, you know, for some shit that really had nothing to do with neither one you of them for real. Right. But moving move on to my second fact, and this is a funny fact to me because I was looking for stuff about Fife, and I was like, I could find all kinds of stuff. We know he had diabetes and all. That. I I want to find something else that's not as dark, dark or heavy. Please don't be shit. <laughs> no, but. The he, he, another he, he fun fact. Another fun fact. Both of these people uh, had a song with Shaq, Biggie, and Fife. But <laughs> the Fife the fact I have is he was the voice of one of the babies in the Rugrats movie. Hmm. Y'all remember the scene in the Rugrats movie where it was all the babies in like the the nursery or the maternity ward? I do. Can you put that on silent or something? You can hear it when it vibrates in there. Gotcha. Um, when they was like singing and dancing and all of that stuff in the nursery, Fife was one of the people in one of the like one of the babies in the nursery. Huh. And Busta Rhymes was the voice of the reptile wagon. <laughs> It was it was so fucking random. Like I went and looked it up, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Is this true?" So I of course went to Wikipedia because that's a reliable news source, and it had the list of all the famous people who were babies in that scene. And I was mm. like, "Really? Like mm. that's so weird." Because mm. it's been a minute since I watched the the Rugrats the movie, movies, right? And I was like, "Damn, probably was a bunch of famous people, and I wasn't paying attention." But, I cried when I thought we were going to go see the Rugrats movie. I'm not gonna lie. I was that big a fan. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I really did. I was upset. I was really upset about that. That's real. But I remember seeing the Regrets movie, and I remember being so, uh... It's funny, ain't it? But it's real. It's, I was really it's, upset about that. Have you laughing at something else? That's laughing at me. I'm doing both, actually. 
I mean, I'm doing both. I can't. Uh, Come here. Don't judge me. I remember uh, being so upset when Tommy was about to like freak out on Dill. He was about to throw the the uh, the nanners as he oh, yeah. them, let the monkey he take nanners. them. And I was yeah. like, damn, Tommy, that's fucked up. <laughs> well, Dill was drawing. You was just gonna let the monkey take your brother, but he wasn't. <laughs> Dill was in the way. <laughs> Made him lose his friends and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just saying. Why wear some shades? Yes. <laughs> no, deal with shades. Yeah, yeah. Yo, deal was fucking up in that movie. <laughs> he was. He was in that movie. Oh. But, um, and that's probably why I never liked him, because that's how y'all introduced him. Now we are going to move on to Push the Fader. So, I'm going to do one. I think it's relatively, uh, relatively easy. So, let me make sure. My I think all these are easy to you, though. But I, I'm willing to give it a try. All right. I'm still made dream about Bobby the Barge last episode. Yeah, he he he, he called, he called him after he was like putting them. He was like, "How he didn't know the song?" I was like, "That's, that's Bobby." <laughs> I don't. Know why he had to sound like an uncle? Does he really he have to sound like? Yeah. Does when does he not? All right, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, please <laughs> let me get this before. Get the Brian. fuck out, yo. <laughs> anyway. Let me get this before Brian so he can shut up. I'm coming out. Thank you. Yeah, Brian. Thank you for knowing. Shut up. I didn't say it. You can't. I got it. Bye, Diet Ross. Yeah. <laughs> don't matter. It's over. It don't matter. Because it took you long to think about it. I don't need to hear Mason Beth a thing. You sure? Yeah, no. Um, but that's also based on Chase Money. Money Chase him. <laughs> Yo, bro, that video upsets me, bro. That Mace video upsets me, me so bad. This Mace is. But yes, that was. Uh, I'm coming out by Miss Diana Ross, and um. How you, you get know, unsaved? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play a bit of the original for y'all. Uh, it's fitting because her 75th birthday just passed this week as well. Mm. Was this really for gays? Or was it just, did they just take the song? And they just took it. They took up the song. It's raining men. It's just, just it's oh, it's raining yeah. men was, was for them Clearly. too, I think. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, they just made the song. And it just became an answer. It's raining men. In the freeway. Christ. <laughs> I'm going to stop before he starts really banging on the table and we can't hear anything. No, the so. thing was, it's raining men. is like, hallelujah. That in the freeway. <laughs> so, as I said at the top of the episode, before y'all, I'm not even messing with y'all. I'm trying, but we are going to do uh, we're going to do a tribute. So we're going to talk about our um, top five favorite, or I guess you would say best, whatever you mm-hmm. want to, your preference, mm-hmm. verses or songs from Biggie or Fife. I mean, and Fife. Sorry, y'all. So let's drop the needle and start the cipher. All right, so how y'all want to do this? Y'all want to do it around the table? That's just it. I'm just here. <laughs> you can get well you, if you don't you have drive a, it. I'm in. I'm in. The, if I'm, you don't have a top five for both, we can. You can just chime in. Uh, what your feelings about whatever else? Mm-hmm. And you know, it broke my heart because I text. Uh, I text one of the other 
coalition members and was like, hey, I'm doing this show today. Do you want to partake? And he's like, I don't know that much. And I'm like, y'all are breaking my heart. <laughs> just like he was just, just now like, I don't have much for Fife. I'm like, damn, y'all, man. We struggle. Here's the thing. We struggle because everybody likes something different. Real. So... I may know something from a lot of people, but I don't. Ha- I haven't immersed myself in one particular artist. Yeah. So it's like it's tough. Because all my fights are going to come from Quest. What is what like, I meant? That's mm. why I said, that was why I specifically made it song or verse. Because mm. it, you can say song for Biggie. Biggie has songs for days by himself. Yeah. But Fife has very few songs by himself that are like popular. I mean, you can pick uh, his one of his verses out of some tribe songs and be like, "This is one of the one of my favorite verses from him," which is basically what I did because I listened to his solo stuff, but I never it never clicked with me like this stuff from Tribe did. So that's why I said we can do if y'all want, we can do five first since everybody's not as well versed with his material. Mm-hmm. So if y'all prefer, we can do that. But uh, do you have anything for him, Joe? I don't have much from Fife. Um, I have, of course, a war tour. That's okay. I was supposed to say. Yeah, that's easy, but that's that's not nothing. Um, the only other I mean, thing I got, the only thing I really other got other than the war tour is, uh, what is it, eight million stories? Or is that what it is? It, there, I mean, it could be. It depends. I don't on know if that's the name of the song. I think it's eight million. St- I want to say it is, but I'm not sure. More than likely, yes. Okay. The, I mean, that's a that is one of the that is a song by them. Mm. So you don't have any other ones. Mm-mm. Don't have much from Five. Cool. So I'm gonna just go. You have any that you <laughs> scenario, that you uh, course, scenario? Uh, yeah. Uh, award tour okay. is on fairs. Uh, keep it rolling, which is from Midnight. Uh, Marauders, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that song. I think he's sung heavy on that one. Mm-hmm. And I did ask for an underrated song because it, was, it wasn't released as it a wasn't single. Big, yeah. So I enjoyed that song. <clears throat> I would say I I don't know. I think I I feel the scenario remix more than I like the original. That's completely fine. I, I, I think I like the beat. That's that's where you end the show. So it I think I, I, I think I like that one mm-hmm. more. Uh, As you can see, I'm lyrics to go all the way. Well, damn, I forgot about lyrics. To go. Yeah, li- li- lyrics to go. I mean, it's, it's, I like it's that to, one. Hmm. But what, 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 what like was it? Li- lyrics to go. I like tip. Uh-huh. Here's the thing: it's not saying that you can't like tips part um, in the songs. Yeah. It's just for which ones? Because to me. Five could wrap circles around Q-Tip if you easy really no would. easy no 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 but that's the thing that's easy and that's kind of what I feel like happened with a lot of songs yeah that's true if Five wasn't around then Q-Tip you know of yeah, course shine, yeah. but if it was the two of them oh uh, wouldn't be much no I mean you ain't gotta look at me you know I, it's not gonna be like yeah but yeah I mean um you have any more that's it uh, that's it for me for a couple of five so as you guys should have probably guessed by now I'm a huge Tropical Quest fan mm-hmm. so through and through I have been listening to them since I was a child mm-hmm. and it, I would say they're my favorite my favorite group um, besides the Roots Okay, but they offer a little more to me I listen to their I will say I listen to their music more like on a regular basis because Black Thought is a beast mm-hmm. 
always in my top five. But but tribe, I feel like the group itself spoke to me a little more than like the roots overall. So I have do have a top five. Number five is uh probably my one of my favorite tribe called Quest Songs, period, and that's Check the Rhyme. Mm-hmm. His verse verses on that one weren't as strong as the other ones, I think, but mm-hmm. I enjoy the back and forth with him and Q Tip on the song overall mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's one of my <clears throat> um favorites. Number four, um I think I'm going to go with Bugging Out. Mm-hmm. Because I always... That... Uh, the way... I feel like Fife is real strong with starting the songs. And it keeps the energy of the song up. Because I would hear that all the time when I was a kid. It was like, yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? And I'm just yeah. like, okay, yeah, I, I, I can get with... Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of my favorites, of course, when I was younger. But now, I appreciate it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um... I will say number three. I'm gonna go with. Mm, Cause see, I was supposed to write this down, but I obviously fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna go with oh my god. The bust around the one um well they both the bust around like the one they made the video for. Mm, okay. Um, I enjoy his verse on that one. And. I coincidentally do I have I don't have any many solo like tribe songs where it's just him. Uh my number two is going to be scenario. Okay. Um the original. The original. Yeah. I like his verse on the original. I like um the whole flow of the song for the, the remix. Like I like mm. the way that one is com- like put together. Um but I enjoy his verse on the on the first scenario. I actually electric relaxation. Sorry. That was we're getting there. Oh okay. My honorable mention is butter. That's one of the one of the songs that is just him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets to really have have fun and give, do his own thing on that song by himself. That's the honorable mention. My number one is electric relaxation. <laughs> it's my ringtone. I feel mm-hmm. like it would only be <laughs> it would be wrong if I did not. Uh, mention it because I love that song. Always have, always will. Um, and I think he had the best verse and punchlines on that song mm. between him and Q Tip. Mm. Myself on your couch, now you got Siemens furniture. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. So, I'll, I, I hate to say I want we had to get it out the way. Uh, but I figure I was like people not home it's not gonna be as difficult as it will be for like biggie because biggie has i feel like a little more material to choose from as far as songs well not only that i think and mainstream appeal that too so it's easier to immerse yeah so let me pull up my biggie anybody else want to start first for for biggie i'm gonna go for it where you want me to go i would like you to go all right uh big number five uh things didn't change Okay. Um, number four. What is I forgot the name of the song with Big and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, the name of Notorious Thugs. Notorious Thugs. It's number uh, four. If you have any uh, reasons, you can also give them to. Okay, I'm gonna go with 
number five, things didn't change because on the first album, I, I love the record, but it was, I feel like he could have did a little better, like structure in the verses. I mean, it was, it was, the storytelling was great, but I feel like the bars could have been a little better. But you can kind of see Biggie is somebody who you can see progression from. 100%. So I love the song. I love the storytelling. I love the way he described the era and the time mm-hmm. that he was coming up in and what it was to date as he was talking about it. Yeah. So things didn't change. Loved it. Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I felt like he killed all the Bone Thugs on that song. It wasn't even close. Just smoked them. I mean, because, come on, it's like... I feel like it's become a little too common mm-hmm. to have folks jumping on your songs and they watch you on your own song. So it's like, no, you're not coming to my my, my shit and, and watching me. And then not only that, he went first and still watched them. Like, how do you go? It's very rare that you go first and they just can't do no better than what you did. Insane. I mean, because some, too, I mean, that can be argued because, ah, sorry. Some people, sometimes they put people first when they feel like the verse is not going to be as strong as the others. Mm. But I think he just went first as his, his, his song. Yeah, true. But like, what song was there? I was thinking about uh, Adrenaline mm. by The Roots. There was, if you listen real close, Dice Raw goes first. But the way his verse was originally set up, he was supposed to go after Beans. So he actually makes a reference to the fact that Beans passed it off to him in mm. the top of his verse. But Questlove took it upon himself and switched them because he was like, if I let, if I put Beans first and then Dice Raw goes, they're going to say he watched him. Mm. So he switched them. He put Dice Raw first and then Beans last. Mm. And that's how the song ended. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie to you, Beans would have watched him. I mean, <laughs> From that see verse. See, see, like it. See, but Dice Raw is not to be played with, but that well, verse from Beanie Siegel. But that's like the difference between like if we want to do grades, a B minus and an A. No. Like, I mean, it doesn't mean you're bad, but... <laughs> but he was like, because he said himself, he's like, I was a little heated when I heard that because I was like, this is not how the song was set up. And he was like, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. They People would have been like, he got washed and yeah. you would have been mad. Yeah. But, the, but then there's also, when you talk about somebody being washed, it's also like the beat. Yeah. If we being honest, a certain beat, Styles will watch Ho- was watch Hover. Y'all know Hover's my favorite rapper. But a certain beat, a certain vibe to it. Certain things work better. Exactly. Because so they that's... they had two totally different styles of rapping. Right. So for y'all to have a song together at all, it was just like, okay, good That's amazing in itself. <laughs> like, that's amazing over. in itself. But Bean is just, as much as you might call him ignorant, you might say whatever you want about him. Lyrically, the guy was just top tier. But anyway, I want to get back to this. Yeah. Um, I think... Let me see. What, what is my third from Big? Respect. Love the record. Banana respect. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Bruh. Love it. Um, I think we're forgetting that Big was Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> Most right. people don't people know. People be forgetting. People definitely be forgetting. Uh, number, yeah, like I said, number three is respect. Um, I would say number two. My number one. I don't even want to get to my number one yet. My number two is... Uh, did you skip one? No, I did number five. Was, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. you're right, you're right, right. Go ahead, my bad. My number two was the one with him and Method Man. Even though I gotta admit, I think Meth won. I think Meth got him on that one. I think that was Big First album. I can't. Find I forgot the name of the record, 
but meth went. Meth, meth was going. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was and it, the it, what? Okay. Yeah, that's what. And it was tough for me because it was like for I don't want to. Life of me cannot remember the name of that song, but go ahead. It was it was tough for me because it was like I really don't want to give Method Man that because it's big and I was being so biased. But the honesty in me was like, right, I gotta be real. Meth went. He went out of his mind on that one. But I still love the record. Mm-hmm. And it was like unspoken competition. So then the number one gotta Wait, be story to tell. How about I say any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, I would say the warning. Okay. Definitely honorable mention yes, for me. That's that's my shit. Yeah. I love it. It's, crazy. it's in there. But a story to tell to me is such a homeboy barbershop record. Yo, it was crazy. That's mm-hmm. like the number one the a story to tell reminds me, like to me when I think of a story to tell. I feel like that's the reason Brian would be like, you need to get married. Because you're messing around too much. You're going to end up in a bad position. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what, it's like, it's such a homeboy crazy story that it's just like, hey, you got, who's doing what? All you wanted to do was go get some yams and now you Smash, ended up. Smashing some bitch and robbing people. Yeah, like, like yo, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Do you have anything to add? Like, I know you might not have a top five, but you got anything to Well, no, I, I, know, I know a good amount of Biggie songs. The problem is I don't know the name of them. Okay. Okay. I mean, you so, can tell me and we could probably get you. When I hear them, it's like, I, I like that song. I just don't, I'm, a, I, I'm just not good with the names of certain of them. I know a couple of, well, one, I love this verse on, on uh, Flavor in Your Ears. Uh, Real yeah. shit, I really bro. think that, he shut the whole song down. Not even he shut, he, he ended Craig Mack's career. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, bro, why did y'all, the Craig Mack, but, yeah. why uh, did y'all put him on a song with him? Like, if this supposed to be his but, 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 but y'all put him on first, and I was like, hey, no, my personal opinion, mm-hmm. when they put him on first, I was like, there's there's, there's nobody else on this this, this whole record that's, that, 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 that's fucking with the first it. one. Why do you think I was mad at LL? Yeah. Yes. Why would you agree to go like pralines? There's no, there, there's Slip no way that, yeah, that's like, measuring up to niggas is mad. I get more butt than ashtrays. Like, come on, it's not. I'm on a fast way, ski mask way. Come I, I was. I, Once I, you I, hear that as LL, I'm gonna be like, you know what? This is bad for my reputation. I'm gonna step back. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, but I, I think LL's on it because LL's more of the you know sexy rapper. You know, LL needed. You need a little comic relief. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I was, I was like. Craig Mack, no. He, he was the little Chris of his day. And Craig Mack had to follow that. He <laughs> could. Mm-mm. Who could at that time? I'm Besides a, maybe not. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. that yeah. I would. I definitely would put that in my top five. Yeah, I so. I'm surprised over the way I said it. I was like, oh, wow. Well, 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 yeah. Go ahead. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what I it apologize. was? You know what it was? Verse, but I was just going straight songs. Yeah, so, so, you, also, that's why I yeah. said songs or verses. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's why I was... I opened it up a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I uh. Hold on. Let me see. It, it, it come to me. Uh, one more chance. Yeah. What song? I, I always love. I always love that song. The one with the, the one that we all know, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Not the, not the there's album more version. than one. There's more than one. Mm-hmm. One more chance. Now I only got heard the album version before. Or did I? And I didn't know it was on that. You probably no, did. No, you probably heard it and ignored it. And yeah. was like, this is not the real one, but right. it is. Yeah. The yeah. one that we know with the the, uh, the bar sample, yeah. it's not the original. Right. Gotcha, 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 yeah. So, I won't say There was a song that he, like I said, I don't know the name of this. There was a song that he made with Mike. 
Michael Jackson back Michael in the Jackson. 90s. Michael Jackson, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot what the name of that song. I ain't talking about the new one he made. No, no, no. I it, remember. No, exactly what you're talking about. Because yeah. that was going to be the hip-hop fact. Because it was only him and maybe one other rapper who ever worked with Michael, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yeah. Yeah. And he requested Biggie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought about it. I didn't think he was going to be on the podcast. So I didn't use that one as the, uh, <laughs> the fact. But I can't for the life of me think of it either. Let me look it up. Yeah. I really just because he doesn't... Michael Jackson was somebody who really worked with rappers. Yeah. But huh. so if he, if he worked with you, you were somebody special. Yeah. It was uh, big, and then like six years later, it was Jay Z. Yeah. Jay Z. Did he? Wasn't that? He, he was that Heavy D. I always be. You know he, 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 he did work with Heavy D. Crisscross in the early days. Yeah. He did work with Heavy D. Though. But big work with Heavy D. Yeah. And then, I think Big I was mean, a fan of Heavy D. This time around. Okay. I really enjoyed that one, and then. Uh, I like I said five. I don't know if I have top five, but, but my my number one biggest song of all time. I always love was Big Papa. Okay, I can get with that. That that's that's my favorite. That's that's probably the one of the words that every time every time we, the, the video come on or the song come on, I probably don't know almost all the words to that song. Yes, you know the words, and you actually stop and watch the video. Cause yeah. I'm be like, fuck this, bro. I'm not watching this. <laughs> Anytime somebody want to celebrate big life, they yeah. throw on hypnotized. And I don't even that think it's the exactly, whole song. That was. But, you know, that was my number five. I like Hypnotize. I do like Hypnotize. You know what it was? I don't even think it's the whole song. I think it's the way the song come on. Like yeah. when the beat. Yeah. The, the first, it gets you, like, you, yeah. it gets you yeah. there. I wanted to put Hypnotize at number five because it was, I needed a fun Biggie song. Yeah. A lot of Biggie songs are just like, shoot them up. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to get you and your drugs. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. That's so a I was fun. like, I had to put Hypnotize on there because I enjoy, hip hop, Hypnotize yeah. is fun. Yeah. That's what I said. I, Honestly, for me, believe it or not, I actually put Ten Cracker Mammoths over there. I oh I my god, I forgot about Ten Cracker Mammoths. Is, is in my that's my yeah. that should be my honorable mention. <laughs> I love the warning, but I Ten Cracker Mammoths. Love yeah. Ten Cracker Mammoths, bro. I always, I always thought I thought it was so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been ripped off sometimes mm. now. But I, I love Ten Cracker Mammoths. I don't even know why people try it. But I'm not gonna lie to you. The only two that I've ever listened to and gave a shit about was um, Kim and Lil Mo did one. She had one. You said Lil Mo did one. Lil Mo did one. She did a song. I don't think Lil Mo should do that. I don't even think Kim should do it, and yeah. I think she's a lyrical beast. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, she was. That That's, was her partner, bro. My heart these days. No, no, no. It was. Oh man, she just. She out here looking crazy. But, he, I love but she death, was but still wet. She was still. If anybody should, I don't think Kim should have did ticket. I think she should have did dreams. I think Nicki Minaj should have left dreams alone. Really Kim should have did dreams. Really should have. If Kim she did dreams, oh my! If Kim would have did dreams, I'd have been like, yo, I'm not listening to nobody else for the rest of the year. <laughs> I think she would have <laughs> murdered that track. <laughs> like, so those are my top five right there. Five. Great. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with hypnotize i need a fun song i love that song i like the feeling it gives you mm-hmm. like it's always like you said when people want to celebrate his life they put on hypnotize i'm like okay i can get with it um my number four is 10 crack commandments because it's not like it's the most <laughs> you lit. look so disappointed you even say that i'm sorry i really am disappointed i didn't say 10 crack commandments because, who don't listen to that <laughs> because it's not to me it was never like um It was never like the most lyrically masterful song, but it was very cleverly written. So I always, I always fuck with Tim Crack. You know, else we forgot a lot of dough. But go ahead. 
Um, my number three, I think my number three, I will put his flavor in your ear verse as number three. Because I love it. I love <laughs> that verse, game, bro. Damn, bro. I really do. Like, I, I always, because I be, I be so hype. I be mad. Because you know how when you hear the beat drop for, uh, flavor in your ear mm-hmm. and then all you hear is, eh. like no no I'm no, sorry not no. not not Jarvis, one bad job mm-hmm. <laughs> that or you hear just Craig Mack rap I'm like yeah, man no. niggas is mad game more button ass trees. I don't care about you right mm-hmm. now sorry I know it's your song but I am fuck so <laughs> um I'm trying to think he basically just told everything he said his whole verse talk just, just about Craig Mack pretty much yeah <laughs> pretty <laughs> so, much I'm trying my best, and I'm like, what do I want to put here? I'm going to put Kicking the Door as my number two. Dope. Dope record, yeah. Love Kicking the Door. Always You did. actually got me into that. What, Kicking the Door? Yeah, cause I wasn't a big fan of that but I, before I met actually, you. Actually, I'm big on Brooklyn's finest to me. Oh, that was a good one. so many fire He has records. a lot of great uh, records. That's why it's hard to bring down the five. Yeah. But I ha- I gotta put story to tell because story to tell actually was supposed to be the original end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, not story to tell. You got me thinking. Kicking kick the, the door. Kicking the door. Was you. supposed to be the original end of the podcast. But um, my honorable mentions. I gotta go with another one that I thought was fun. Player haters. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Player yeah. haters. <laughs> Good record. <laughs> like, bro, really? Like, you really, you came and flipped their song? And, because that was also on the list of facts that I found. He's, they they did that song because he said he wanted to do a cover like Mary did a sweet thing. So that's why he did play haters. And I was like, bro, what? <laughs> who the fuck? Big <laughs> who, who comes, like, who comes up with this shit? Um, another one, another honorable mention is, um, Warning. That's another mm-hmm. honorable mention for me. Um, I always like that song. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> because I always love big storytelling. I, um, which is why my number one is Everyday Struggle. I love that song for some reason. It's, <laughs> I was in my, like, my music thing or whatever. And like it's the most played song on my phone. Didn't even realize. Like I just was, uh, and it's so weird because that's number one and number two is Bick and Head. I gotta get my life together. Um, <laughs> but I fucked with Everyday Struggle for some reason. On days, that's that's another song I listen to when I really want to fire up on everybody at my job. You know what other big fun song we forgot about? What party and bullshit? Real. You, you know, know party and Good bullshit point. is not on no. It's not. It's, it's not. not on no records. Really. Mm-hmm. No. I think that was a record. I think that was a record he did before he did his album. It was like a name throwaway kind yeah. of thing. It's not on any of his his albums. Because they did a video for it. That's why <coughs> I was always like, "What is this?" Mm. I was confused. Like, why is where is where does this belong at? It don't it don't belong to mm-hmm. nothing. It's it's just a song. Um, but yeah, I that's my top five and my honorable mentions. Because I mean that one was a little harder because. I would have had, I could have tried 
uh, songs for days, but I knew I was like, we gonna come in here and it's gonna be a whole thing about which Biggie songs we finna pick. Cause you still yeah. got who shot you and nobody said nothing about that. That's why, like, why did I, how did I, how? Like, again, how he was like, how I miss 10 cracking Miss, how I miss who shot you? That was, uh, separate the week from the absolute. Come on, man. I, I, I really think, I gotta throw that in my honorable mentions too, cause who shot you is. Cause I really think, like, who shot you was like a warning, like, Pac, you really don't want this. Mm. <laughs> you really don't want you don't this. Want this. I know you bro. think you want this, but you don't really you want don't this. You don't want to smoke, bro. Like, you, you out here, and you, you keep fucking around right. if you want to. But lyrically, you don't want this. But exactly. I was just like, oh, how did I put... I can't believe I said warning before who shot you. But it was an honor mention anyway. Yeah. So, I could I could definitely get with that one. Because I was trying my best. I was like, I don't want to just say all the mainstream shit. Like, all the ones that we noticed the hits. Mm-hmm. Because I don't listen to just his hits. Well, here's the thing. Like, for me, I don't even think his hits was his best. To me, personally, that wasn't his best work. No. A lot Not of them were. Far. Like, a lot oh of them were, God. like, these are radio. These are more radio friendly. Yeah. So we can, um, we can like do he, that. I didn't even think we could have did respect for the, um, for the push to fader. That's mm-hmm. fine. We already did it. So that was the cyber. Unless anybody has any other notes that they'd like to contribute. <laughs> oh, so I was just like, they, they the biggest song though. I won't even respect it. I love crushing on you. Oh, God. <laughs> with no seats oh, in that joint. Oh, God. Got nothing to do with me. I got nothing to do with me. That's the only time we give little seats credit wait, for. Wait, 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 so, wait. I forgot about. Oh, you said little seats and it reminded me. I forgot all about Players Anthem. Mm, yeah, that's the you know what that plays anthem to me. You know what that would be like. <clears throat> that would be like if the barbershop and the salon merged. And we was all much. That's what I'm saying. Like if we was all hanging out, the barbershop and the salon merged. Mm-hmm. Girl, like, the women heard us talking trash, so they joined the conversation. That's the players anthem to me. I that one because I forgot all about players anthem and get money because get money. I always right. loved get Lil money. That's Kim's verse yes more well, than Biggs, yeah. Biggs yeah. on Get Money yeah. but I didn't, that, that song was Taylor for her though well more so yeah. yeah that was that was like her coming out party time <laughs> but the conversation afterwards too though yeah you know what I'm saying like, like it's coming Jesus to high school <laughs> you don't believe that shit well, I don't yeah, believe yeah, that I don't shit I don't believe that shit <laughs> so I, I, I'm like damn I forgot all about that because when I think of Big, I think about his solo stuff first. Right, right, right. Which is why I almost forgot Flavor in your ear. Yeah. But. I feel yeah. like that was bit, that was Diddy's way of dropping the <coughs> bag, Mac. Like, I'm not just going to drop you. I'm going to have Big destroy you, and then I'm going to drop you. Shit, I'm just saying, like, you don't do that to an artist. And they you had that, that part in the movie, his, his dumb ass, I was like, we're going to have a Big Mac. And I'm like, shut up. That's dude. why he got dropped. He got killed on the track and then dropped. You know what? Speaking of Diddy. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't his fault. It's Craig Mack's fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it true. Is. It's just... Yeah. I'd have dropped Craig Mack's Because in the 90s, it was... Rappers was ripe for the picking in the 90s, so... You had to be... Not, the thing you about, had to be... First of all... You had to be something. First of all, Craig Mack has to be happy he made it that far. Real. Because he really ain't good. I feel if like... If he had arms, he wouldn't have made it that good. I don't... <laughs> 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 if he, that was probably the thing too. Yeah, Don't so feel like you wasn't if, doing it. If he had this, listen, y'all gotta understand. Every time we watch a crack, that video come on flavoring here. He just like, what? What is Craig Mack doing with his arms? Like, what? <laughs> he just do be just doing anything. That was a thing in the nineties. Everybody no, was, that, just that was doing a, shit. That was a hip thing. thing. No, no, no. 
There was a bunch of people doing a bunch of random shit with no, arm movements no, no, in no, the no. 90s. Huh. 90s. We watched that, uh, what's the girl, um, Miss JDMV, where she was like, I'm going to show you how to do a 90s music video. You just move your arms a lot, hug yourself, get real close to the camera on the ground. Like, bruh, that was a thing. That's the main thing. <laughs> hold on, hold on, look, If you were singing R&B in the 90s and you ain't grabbed the ear... You probably wasn't a. It probably wasn't a hit. If you grabbed the ear, that was a hit. It's just like, yeah. I'm just saying. He's saying Ariel. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I was like grabbing the ear, and I was like, you, oh. Yeah, you gotta like, grab, grab the ear when you do. You doing an R and B song? You gotta grab the air. But since we we on Diddy, <laughs> I just I want to move on real fast. Girl, the brother love. Not we not doing this. <laughs> I'm moving real fast. We gonna go to the B side. Mm-hmm. We got a few stories to talk about today, but this is the one I got. I want to talk about first because when I saw this, I was just like, I, I want to get him out of here so bad, but he'll never hear my argument. Mm-hmm. So, Folio, uh, I'm sure I've mentioned him on the show before, but. I was listening to the Righteous and Ratchet podcast with Kevin Stage and Doughboy. They have a segment on their show called One Gotta Go. And I said, okay, so I usually listen to them because I'm like, damn, sometimes they're hard. Like, they had one where it was like Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, um, I forgot the other two actors, damn, De Niro and Pacino or something like that, where I was just like, damn, that's... I I already know who's going. That's hard. That's for for some people that's hard. So I'm like, damn, okay, I could I could see that. And I might even be messing that lineup up. But this one is the one where I was like, let me stop you right here because what the fuck? Stop the ride. So they do a one gotta go. Kevin on stage sets it up and says, I read this and thought it wasn't a fair comparison. So I was like, let's not do this one. But then I sent it to Doughboy and he was like, No, that's we could use we could use that we could do that and he was like all right so we fit in the fight then I guess so it the one gotta go was and it's and y'all know the rule the one gotta go everything in their work mm-hmm. everything associated with them it was Barry Gordy Quincy Jones definitely not them two Babyface and Diddy and as soon as he said it I was just like who the fuck put this together. Because seriously, Somebody like... Somebody who don't back 2010. Because I'm very confused as to how you would think Diddy fits in the mold with those other three people. I, and that's not to say that Diddy is not... Question. A, a hip-hop icon. I have a question, though. If Diddy leaves, does Big go with him? Everything they've done. Okay, just make sure. Everything. That's why I was just like... That's probably why people... You know, some of the ignorant pick Diddy because they don't want Big to go. But that's the thing. That's not even the... My whole point was, we can argue whether or not he should go, like who who would go in between the four if you want. But I don't think he should have been in the four in the first place. A more appropriate one for him would have been like Diddy, Russell Simmons, um, Jay-Z, as far as like being a businessman or mm-hmm. 50, cent, fifty cent, even a masterpiece, because like you can say what you want, we may not fuck with uh, No Limit like that. But No Limit was a a, whole, a huge thing in the nineties, oh, or or baby for uh, Cash Money. You could very well, say, I would say, I could see that. 
Mm-hmm. If you put him in the room with any of those people, I, he's definitely not going. If you put him in the room with any of those folks, um, besides Jay Z, him and Jay Z stay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, Russell Simmons. But it depends on who you put that lineup together with. But he did not fear. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was trying to think of who would have been an appropriate fourth person for real, for real, to go in the same category as those two. I mean, those three. Um, who really would have been? Oh, you talking about? Oh, okay. Wait, you don't think Russell would have been? He, mm, for his influence, yes, but for that's because that's what I'm looking error. What? Well, so okay, so uh, I mean, cut y'all. So you you talk about who who would you have who to replace would you Diddy? Who Diddy with? Kenny Gamble. But people will most likely automatically say Kenny Gamble because they don't know enough about him. Mm. I mean, would. That's 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 the honest truth. Not because mm. he's he is has not been a force to be reckoned with in the music industry. Also, we have a little bit of a more of an edge, which I come to realize when I travel outside of here that there are people that are bigger here in Philly because they're from here and their yeah. base is here. And you get out and you be like, nobody knows that. Who? Yeah. Unless you are talking to an elder. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I mean, Kenny Gamble, I feel like could be a comparable person, but a lot I feel like a lot of people would just be like deuces because they don't know all of what he. So Squishy Jones, Barry Gordy, who's who's other before that? Um, Babyface. Babyface. Okay, so we, we we got writers and stuff in here too. So yeah, so it's like writers and. So you can't do R. Kelly. So take him out. I would say mm, no. I, no. I, don't, I don't see how you would not put Kenny Gamble in there. Kenny Gamble was not Philadelphia famous though. But I'm I'm just saying, of the three names I just named, who is uh I'm sorry of the four if you put Kenny Gamble in there, who was the least known, like just straight off the bat? Okay, excuse my ignorance. Excuse my ignorance sure. because I don't go back as far. Honestly, I'm just learning about Kenny Gamble today. I don't know anything about him. Just being mm, honest. Okay. Teddy Riley. That's you know? who I was thinking about. To be comfortable with Babyface. That's what but I'm saying. if you ask me, he still, I'm taking Teddy Riley out. Oh, okay. okay. Um, because Kenny, I mean, Kenny, I'm going to say Kenny Riley. Lord Jesus, I'm tired. If Teddy Riley has had a huge influence, trust me, in my house, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Teddy Riley. Yeah. But Babyface, I'm not losing Babyface. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Because it... The only reason I say Kenny Gamble is because, uh, for, for, uh, for being familiar, he's responsible for the whole sound of Philadelphia. The sound of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, so, so he's crazy. like the Barry Gordy of, of Philly. Philly. Oh, wow. Barry Gordy was Detroit. Mm-hmm. He was Philly. Mm-hmm. So all those songs you hear, the, you know, Harold Melvin, the Blue Notes, yeah. the no, Stylistics. Okay. That was him? OJ, that's, that's him. Yeah, that's all him. And he, he wrote that stuff. That's his machine. That all That's all so, done with his That's what machine. I'm saying. You, you, cause that's what I'm saying. He's not Philadelphia famous. No, right? that's so, what I'm saying. But he's still the least. Even well, the no. Jacksons was on the side of Philadelphia. No, you're right. But the it's thing a, is, uh, see, that's tough because it's not a... Everybody knows Barry Gordon to this day. Even... Me, I yeah. know who Barry Gordy was. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Everybody know, but when you say Kenny Gamble, I'm like, who is? Yeah, exactly. and it may be because they don't celebrate him as much. It may not be because he didn't do as much. Yeah, it may be because they don't celebrate him as much. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it like that, you gotta kind of because you gotta. It's like, but you gotta be talking to somebody who's well versed in, in music, old school, R and B, and music overall. I agree. That's why if you're gonna put somebody like Quincy Jones up there, egg. 
Exactly. But I that, knew Quincy. That's it. But we know Quincy, but do we really know Quincy? Because there's a lot of songs that I still hear today. I'm like, damn, Quincy did that? I knew Quincy was rocking yeah. since back in what, the 50s and 60s? They said he was yeah. doing jazz. He was actually Quincy playing, was, a, he was playing yes. the instruments before yeah. he was actually evaluating talent mm. and I, mean, I guess doing whatever. A smooth 85. He's been yeah. here since the Great Depression. That's he has what I'm been saying. out here in these streets. That's what I'm so, saying. People know who Quincy Jones is. You may not know the complete extent of what he's done, but right. you know who Quincy Jones is. Easy, and it's okay. not even close. Fair. And you know who Babyface is because not only has Babyface sang and mm. had his own records, you go look him up on Wikipedia, it's like 400 plus songs that yeah. he didn't wrote. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's very unfortunate because Somebody like me, if you telling me Teddy Riley or Kenny Gabe, I'm like that ain't no. Obviously, yeah, no, but, but you know more. Yeah, I was saying, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the unfortunate yeah, so part. About I'm kind of glad that you were here mm-hmm. and you had a I don't know moment because that was the perfect example. This is somebody who grew up in Philly, who's heard all these songs, who still didn't know that Kenny Gamble was behind all this stuff. Yeah, but it's also because again, like I said, I'm not. I listen to a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't immerse myself. Right. As much as maybe you took in the background, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's, but there's nothing wrong well, with that. I, I gotta know how about Jamie Lewis then? Still don't know who it is. <laughs> I hope my dad don't never listen to this podcast. His he heart won't. might stop. <laughs> he probably <laughs> he gonna call me and be like, "I heard your podcast." <laughs> but okay, Jamie Lewis, Jamie Lewis are responsible for Flight Time Records. They were responsible for much of the Minnesota sound. Yeah, that, so if it was Prince not sound. Prince. It was Jamie Lewis. Oh, okay. They did Janet Jackson. Yeah. So, like, their biggest, I feel like that's they're the biggest feather in their cap. Dad, they, were, they did some new addition too, didn't they? They did quite a few people that yeah. you know. I'm going to look up Jamie Lewis for you so I can give you a full. It's a lot of background that I don't know about. And that's, but that's the thing. A lot of people just listen to music and don't um, bother to figure out, like, where it came it, who, from. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a lot of the reason why we have the music we have today. And that's no slight to anybody who doesn't look up their background or where it came from, mm. or for like previous music. But before you knew who produced the record or you read the liner notes in an album, we don't have that anymore. People don't buy physical CDs or, or vinyls anymore for you to see this right. is who built this. This is how, like people don't realize that I love Stevie Wonder, so I learned a lot about Stevie Wonder. You had famous singers that we know as regular solo singers who were his background singers. Yeah. Minnie Ripperton, yeah. Denise Williams. Yeah. People like you, you yeah. find out that. you find out yeah. stuff when yeah, you really. K. Gable is one who did the the, the, the theme song for Soul Train. Yeah. Oh. Uh. So all right. So Gamble. Not Gamble. I'm gonna say Gamble and Huff. The Mac Daddy. Uh, <laughs> that's what I grew up listening to. Yeah. No, I'm not mad at that. Um, there is, they they got so many songs. There there's two different Wikipedia pages for songs they produced and songs they wrote. So we gonna start with Jesus. Well, let me ask you this. Like, even with our Babyface, I know he wrote over 400 songs, but um, when did he start? Like, what was his 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 era? Like, what was his real the deal? Right. Yeah, he started with the deal, um, with La Reed and a couple other guys, and that's the two occasions song. Yeah, that was 80s, right? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. 80s. Okay. Um, but he quickly transitioned into 90s because then him yeah. and L.A. Reed did LaFace. Yeah. 
mm. who was responsible for a yeah. lot of artists. Yeah, I, and I was he's aware of that. still writing mm-hmm. to this day. He's written Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber songs, and Is that right? that's and that's what they everybody was like. He was like, I don't think you understand when they was on the show. Mm-hmm. Kev had to pull up his like his mm. Wikipedia page, and he was like, I don't think you really understand how many songs Babyface has really had a hand in. So I it's agree. like, my God. So to the defense, though, don't mm-hmm. mean to cut you off because. I, I know people out there will be mad. Like the first thing that comes to me, like why'd you pick Diddy, right? Mm-hmm. But you gotta think about that. You know, depending on you know when they were how they were raised, how old they are, they think about yeah. that whole bad boy machine. Yes, and that's that's and, fine. Yeah. But he also one of the points that Kevin Stage did make that I, he was like, name me an artist that had more than two albums on a uh, bad set. Well. Here's Damn! Well, well, right, 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 right. But I think I think it's easy. Big had more than two. He was only alive. No, he was only alive for top. No, but he, he had top. three. Oh. He had three, three albums. Born Again is an album, mm-hmm. but he was not alive for Born Again. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you really think about it, how many artists besides Faith Evans, because mm-hmm. she was the only one I could think of, had more than two solid albums on that. It's easy. The thing about it is when you talk about this, our generation mm-hmm. is more about influence than it is about the music. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's easy. Not about to, the, it's not about the music. That's why mm-hmm. it's easy to throw Diddy name in there and everybody gets thrown off. Because mm-hmm. nobody's looking at the actual music. They're just looking at... They're not looking at contributions and how we got here. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was saying that's how we had that's why we had the music now cuz you don't know the building blocks. Right. Because my first thought and argument cuz he was like we going to lo- we can't lose Quincy cuz we going to lose Thriller and then we don't we can't lose um what did he say? Barry we can't Gordy. No, he lost Barry Gordy. He kept Diddy. He want Doughboy wanted to get rid of Barry Gordy and then said I don't listen to yeah, was, I don't listen to that stuff that often. My son, I, loves, my son loves Motown. And he yeah. was like, I didn't know that Steve, he didn't even know Stevie Wonder was on Motown. Wow. And then was like, but I don't I listen that. to that much Stevie Wonder. And but I listen, I can't I can't lose Biggie's albums. And I'm like, let me stop you right here because you do realize that without Barry Gordy, you wouldn't have Thriller. Yeah. Damn that! You it, wouldn't have the samples you got on Biggie's albums, which was the barge, which was Motown. Motown. So yeah, I get it. You I'm wouldn't you. have. Yeah. You wouldn't have. I'm coming out that we just did for the the push the fader mm-hmm. for more money, more problems. You, you wouldn't have all of these songs. Like you don't. I don't think you understand the range of the influence of what Barry Gordy did. It's like. You when he said, "Oh, we can't lose Thriller." I'm like, "Ain't no Thriller." You said you got rid of Barry Gordy, but Michael Jackson and Gary Indiana. Mm-hmm. So what we what we doing? Because how many people passed on them before Barry Gordy was like, "I'm a, I'll give him a shot." And the only thing with the samples was Diddy was just smart enough to realize that if I sample it, it would appeal. Because with the uh, yeah, I give him credit for that. Because mm-hmm. with that. Even Big didn't like the sample at first when he put on the uh, the I'm coming out. The mm-hmm. Big was like, "The fuck is this?" Yeah, like <laughs> you hood dude, like you hood I dude. Ain't doing this. Yeah, exactly. But then he got on and he just you know, after a couple blunts, he mm-hmm. just did his thing. <laughs> like you know what I mean? So because they also they approached they approached Prince to do a song too. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, and he didn't at the time. He wasn't fucking with nobody. He was in that symbol no name phase. Mm-hmm. So, but. He said, because Diddy even said himself in an interview, he was like, Prince didn't want to work with us on a song at the time. 
because they wanted, I think they wanted to sample, but they did sample some of his stuff later after he like got over the whole thing with the record label. And he, he said, fuck it. He was like, go ahead, let it go. He never came back to us. And I was like, all right. So I'm like, it's just so many things that there's no way you would have a Diddy if it wasn't for a, a Quincy or a Barry. That's a fact. Yeah. Now, Babyface is a little more, I feel like it's a little more subjective if you don't like the stuff that Baby, but I also don't feel like people understand the full scope of the things that Babyface has done. I don't think if you if you took out Babyface, you just lost almost 90% of your women in the 90s. You lost nine, you lost a bunch of women in the 90s? Yeah. You lost Bobby Brown because... I would think you would automatically lose, you, you, you'll probably lose to Bobby Brown that we like, yeah. But you wouldn't lost new edition Bobby Brown. No, no, no. Not Bobby Brown, like, completely. I yeah. mean, like, Bobby Brown solo. That's why I didn't say new edition. I uh, said Bobby Brown. Yeah. Because all the big hits on his album, though, that's that's Babyface. Mm. Don't be cool, rock with you, all of that. That's Babyface. That's babyface, huh? Mm-hmm. And so Bobby so, Brown didn't have no pink <laughs> No, Bobby Brown wasn't no writing. Too really, much coke. He really wasn't writing nothing until after. He wasn't. Oh, I see. It's too much coke. That's why he don't. That's why he don't have too much. Bobby Brown was just, you know, entertaining his story coat. That's why I said Giant Gill. Uh, He's the most important member a couple weeks ago. First of all, I'm always rock with Giant Gill. Here's the thing. (laughs) I'm going to run down some of the stuff, like some of the people that Jam and Lewis, because we we, we never finished. We we put a pin in them and never finished. Mm Mm-hmm. Jam and Lewis have worked with people like Alexandra O'Neill and Sherelle. They have that signature Minneapolis sound. Um, of course, like I was saying, Janet Jackson. She, he was they, he, they were her principal producer, mm-hmm. um, all the way up through, I believe, the Velvet they Rope. They was with that long. They were for a minute. Wow. Um, okay. And then she came, and then it came back around because. Let me go to Janet because I feel like it was all the way up to that point. Um, discography. You know, here's the thing because I'm one of. Uh, yeah, they were, they were with her for Janet, yeah. period. It was all the way up to Velvet Rope. Mm-hmm. So anything you heard before the Velvet Rope in 97. Oh, no, they was with her for Velvet Rope, too. Yeah. Look, uh, what, what I'm saying, I think Joe has a great understanding of Jamie Lewis more so than. Kenny Gamble. No, he just said I didn't. He didn't know who they were. No, I'm just yeah, saying. By name. By, by, I'm just saying. Okay. It, 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 the run the songs. I was like, I got it. Yeah. No, that's why I didn't run songs. I was just like, this is just yeah. these people they, that they work with, so you get an idea of what yeah, their sound yeah. is. But like, I'm just saying, but if you, if you used to pull a list up of like what what, what Gamble and Huff was doing, mm-hmm. and then you'd be like, wait, they were responsible for that. Yeah. That 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 that, that. Teddy Pendergrass, OJ's yeah. stylistics. Mm-hmm. How about the Blue Notes, Pay LaBelle, all the people that's going to come out of Philly. And then, of course, when when the people that weren't from Philly, but they brought them over anyway. Exactly. And stuff yeah. like that. If, they, if there was no Gamble and Huff, there is no Jackson second Yeah, there's run. no The Jacksons. Oh, you know what I'm saying? There's no The Jacksons. They were the they ones going to show you the way to go and yeah. all of that. Just, yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's the... So, yeah, they worked with... Like the OJs, they did the Jacksons, they did Harold it's Melvin and the Blue Notes, the mm. Three Degrees, they did, um, did they do the spinners? I did it in some of the spinners, early spinners. Um, Lou Rawls, um, it's a shame spinners are doing you like, yeah. Um, there was, let me see, who else? Teddy Pendergrass, like his solo stuff, first of all, the Jones yeah. Girls, Pag LaBelle. 
It's just so many. Like it's figure just blown up. <laughs> Blue Nose did not deserve Teddy Pendergrass. They saying. definitely did. I'm just saying. They definitely no, did. No, 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 no. I'm no. just saying. Carol Melvin did not deserve Teddy Pendergrass. No, Carol Melvin didn't deserve the Blue Notes. So you know. So it's like you could say that. You could say. Um, I would say Gamble and Huff would be a better fit for that. Lineup right there. Okay. Then at that point, Babyface is the is the uh, quote unquote standout, but he still has enough material to stand up against them, mm-hmm. opposed to a Diddy. Well, I, no, I, I agree. But, but even so, I will put just put just like you said earlier. I will put Diddy in a different category. In a different category. Yeah, it's not like where it's he not benefit from. It's not like he's comparable. He's not comparable to like the influence he's had on hip hop culture isn't comparable but it's just to the, music. the influence yeah. that Motown had on pop and R&B or the influence that Quincy Jones himself Quincy Jones had on everything because he's literally done everything he's done stage he's done TV he's done because a lot of people don't realize he did the Sanford and Son theme Mm -hmm. people don't realize I know it's a documentary yeah a lot of people don't realize that he worked with Frank Sinatra he he he's run like the things that he's done in his career have run the gamut like he's just done everything well when I talk about influence see the thing about Diddy is I'm not looking at music. I'm just yeah, looking at looking at who he is. Business, right? Mm. For the most part, business. So for him, I would say Russell, Jay, maybe somebody else that's doing it big that's on their way up. Yeah. But I wouldn't look at them three as necessarily just music. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. they have a bigger. That's but because that's the way the world works Dre? now. Right. Would you put Dre in? There? No. I would put him in producers. Producers, producers. Okay. Yeah. Because gotcha. um, we can do that one. Because the the next episode that I want to do is a producer episode, and we could do a one gotta go. For I'm gonna that. tell you who's sneaking up. Who are who? Well, he's going to need a lot more. Don't don't. I don't want to mm. speak too soon because he's going to need a lot more time. But so far, the way he on fire. And if his business savvy is as good as his eye for talent, I would put him up there, top dog. I can see that. I thought you was going to say, uh, what's his name from Quality Control, but I can see that. No, no, no. Pete, no, because eventually that flame is going to burn out. This is very, very true. Because People are going to get tired of the Migos. And no, <laughs> not, no, no, not even that. Because I, 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 I think, I think off-system, off the main one, right? No, 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 no. Quavo. Quavo's the main one, right? Well, here's the yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. Quavo's not gonna be here for fifteen no, years. He's not. But, they don't. But, none of them have longevity. But but not even just that. But they're good for now. Not even just that. I think P is good at capitalizing mm-hmm. on a situation. But the difference between him and Top, Top got an eye for talent. I think Top mm-hmm. got an eye for talent when you ain't got when you got two listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll let you cook. Well, like, yeah. Because you know it's I mean? like think about all the people that's on Top Dog. That it's like, bro, they. They doing big things. I mean, you got the Every. only hip hop artist that ever went a pull a surprise on your label right now. All <laughs> like, of them. What? I have a question though. With this guy talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Is do, do y'all see him like in the future being like a more high caliber, like a more Russell's Diddy, or time. or will he try to be like a Michael Bivens? Oh no no no! Mm-hmm. He's definitely not Michael, but my, no, not a Michael no, no. Bivens. Think about it. This is Kendrick. Yeah. Lamar. This is a guy who who discovered Kendrick Lamar. Wait a minute! Not only that, he's got an artist that won a Grammy. That you probably don't even know his name. And that's J-Rock. J-Rock. Okay. J-Rock. So, he has J-Rock, SZA, Kendrick, Absol, Schoolboy Q. Okay. So uh, he, has a, he has a decent roster the reason, of people. Yeah. And another name. Watch out for the reason because that boy they, He has go. a decent roster of people who have enough talent that they can they can expand their career. Right. Gotcha. Okay. 
And it's not their their talent is not so much because it's a flash in the pan kind of thing. Like this is the trend right now. No, I'm just that's where that's what what happens with people like a well Michael Bivens. I think he just he just got lucky with the boys to men. But and then the other thing is he's good at developing talent. Mm-hmm. I think it's a yeah. difference when you pick guys because you they cooking. Yeah. yeah, no, he's good at. I got to You got something. I'm gonna develop that and let's see where it yeah. goes. Because you can see the progression in everybody on TDE. Every mm-hmm. single person. Everybody who's on TDE has had visible progression and growth in their music, their like just their craft. Mm-hmm. It was actually him who told SZA she needs to write her own music. Uh, I, well, good for him because that's all she got going for her at the moment. Right, but uh, <laughs> he's putting out live clips of singing. It's not fu- helping. No, you you <laughs> you're right. But the thing is, that's artist development. When you tell yeah. her, uh, but well, she's impatient because her album's not coming out. Nah, you need to do your. Own. And she's learned how to write according to her voice. Yeah. She's not the best vocalist. No, but who can sing her songs that's and how be you as good as in your lane? Exactly. It's like her. Her's voice is not super strong at all. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Like it's very light and airy, and it's very soothing. But she writes her own stuff. And she knows what she can sing and what she can't. She can't can. sing. It's perfect. Perfectly said. So I was like, them, them two, I feel like would be, but I think she has a better, like an actual stronger natural voice than SZA. Yeah, no, but that's not the question. If the two of them could get together and write songs and her could sing them, The crazy thing is, I've been said that. I said, her needs SZA's writing game. The problem is, can her, because SZA has a way, I, the way she sings it's sort of like it's singing, but it's more conversation based on. I think she knows that she's not the best vocalist. Okay, she I got makes what you're like yeah, she makes she makes like a neo, little melodic, but exactly. So like, can her <laughs> the way her sings? Yeah, she just said I this. just caught it. I <laughs> just caught it. I was in mid explanation. I just caught what she said. She does because a lot of people like to classify her as that, and they was like they feel like her. They get Erica Badu esque vibes from some of her music, and I can see that. It's not so much of a stretch to say that, but the shit she be singing about. Yeah, no, is, I agree. It's like you know she make she make thought box for chicks who. Uh, who um house be smelling like baby lotion and incense like you know and I, and I agree, but but and also uh, <laughs> but the thing no but it's it's true but i don't i think i think in doing that there's a lot of growth that can come from that yeah it's not like her doing that it's like all right that's all she got that's all she'll ever be oh no because if you listen to scissor before she became scissor yeah like the well, weekend she's a scissor, talent she has she's a talent a, she has a vast amount like a vast range of music mm-hmm. um like that babylon song i love that babylon song from her um one of her mixtapes mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like the scissor we have now no. but it does right. like it's it, there's hints of her in there but it's completely different so I'm like I don't you know I could I could get with that. Yeah. So I think you're right. He needs time more time to develop an empire though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's, he's that's good all it at is. spot and talent. Spot and talent. If yeah. if nothing else, he he could be a decent A and R type of dude. Right. Um. But you don't get that doesn't make that doesn't make you a big name. But I had to say he needs more time because we comparing him to guys that's been in this game twenty plus years. Oh yeah. So but, I mean, he does need more time. But he I can see that. I can definitely see it. Like. But the the as far as this, because I want to nip this in the book, because we still had some more topics. We got a little more time to go. But mm-hmm. I just, 
I don't think he should have been in that lineup in the first place because he he seemed like the odd oddball out. Oh, facts. That's a fact. Not because he's not great, and not because he hasn't had influence, because he has, and he still does. It's just these are people that built that paved the way for him to come here, mm-hmm. not his contemporaries. So I was like, that just doesn't make. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense. Then you look at it from a music standpoint, he just don't stack up. It's not even close. If you look at it from a music standpoint, Bad Boy had quite a wave. But was it as long lasting as the influence that the other three have had? It's not even close. I'm I'm not discrediting Diddy. I'm just saying. Mm. When you think Diddy, what do you think? You think Bad Boy, you think Billionaire. Real. But even when you think about Bad Boy, right now. stop no. Diddy, Diddy, Dirty Money is gone. It's done. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, that, that, it was done in not even a year. It was it, that was a very short lived thing. It was almost as short as Brother Love. Ooh, cool. Bruh. Oh, but I think I got a record like seventeen hours. <laughs> that didn't last long at all. Doing this because I as soon as he said that he's like, oh, Brother Love, said, we not doing. This. We <laughs> but, are not. But doing no, this. but when you think Diddy, when you think Diddy, you think billionaire, you think all those other businesses. And you think bad boy. Yeah. You don't think day 26. You don't think all these other artists he's had after that that was kind of like come and go. Yeah. It's not like I, I feel like musically I pull more music in what I would lose more so because I'm like I wouldn't want to lose Biggie neither. Mm-mm. But I also said that I don't think that because um, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's I would you I, lose Craig Mack? Do you care that much about Mace? I like flavor in your ear. <laughs> I mean, we like we, we like Black Rob, but Black Rob only had woke. But it's a thing. Shine, you care that much about Shine? I listen. I feel like Shine was a lost talent. He was. And that is all Diddy's fault because was Loon part of Babel? Do you care that much about Loon? He really fucking hates Loon for some reason. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I'm saying, think about it. The biggest artist he came that that came up under the Bad Boy umbrella. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm willing to lose because you do lose things if you lose these people. Absolutely. You lose big. You lose all the storytelling elements you ever had. In the, uh, one of the biggest biggest storytellers you ever had, you lose Lil Kim. That right there, what you just said, mm-hmm. I think it's the problem. And that that's that, I think that's why people pick him, and I I, I agree with because, you because because the, the answer your question when you when you hear Diddy who you think of, mm-hmm. I don't even think people thinking that. I think they think Big, big. and Kim. That's, that's all they it. think about. Mm-hmm. And I, that's unfortunate. I saw Faith Evans because I love Faith Evans. I mean, I was, I yeah, but, yeah. I'm say, but see, no, I'm gonna tell you why I think Maze shiny suits. Yeah, I don't give I, a fuck about Harlem World, bro. I know, but but, but, no, but <laughs> it's like, believe it or not, I, I pro- can go. I'm probably not in the position to say this, yeah. but there's a lot of education on the music at this table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for the ones that don't have that kind of ed- who don't educate themselves on oh, the history of the music, when you hear when you hear Diddy, the first thing you think of is Big and Kim. I can't let the legends go, right? Because you you're not thinking when you hear Quincy when you hear Quincy Jones. I'm not the only person. Like if 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 I'm somebody who doesn't know Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. the only person that's coming up in my mind is either to me or I'll be sure. No, if I uh, okay, I just I beg beg to differ just a little bit. I think most people know Quincy Jones has something to do with the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I it was only the it was, Fresh Prince. The show, yeah, I know that I would say, but I I think the non-educated person. Probably won't see that. They're like, wait, 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 when they hear Bayface and they say Bayface, they're probably thinking, damn, I lost Bayface. Maybe 
Tony Braxton. And that's probably, I give him that. Mm-hmm. And then when they hear Barry Gordon, they're like, I lost the Temptations. I lost Motown. Yeah, that, and it, cause that's, see, that, that's the first thing Dope would say. He was like, I can go without the Temptations. I listen to their album. He was like, but it's Motown. He was like, they had a bigger impact on music overall. What do you mean? So overall, I would say, if if, if you're not educated on the music, mm-hmm. or the history of the music, mm-hmm. I think that's what people... That's where people be at. That's where they yeah. might be at. And then, if, if me, if I'm going with the four I just mentioned, if I'm going with either the Fresh Prince, uh, Tamina, or Albie Shore, or Bayface to Tony Braxton, or Temptations versus Big and Kim, then Big Kim got to stay. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's you, what I'm saying. Like, if you in this generation, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You, it's, like, like I'm saying, you put Diddy in with his contemporaries, yes, he's going. people are going to be like, I'm not losing Big or Kim or um, Faith or, any, or Mary J. We're not mm-hmm. losing it. Because people, I feel like people do forget about Mary J sometimes. I'm like, yo. We don't, but it's just... You know what I'm saying? But you she got, works a lot with Diddy. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's a lot of artists that Biggie had, and I just felt like the percentage that were successful was kind of a struggle. That's the problem, and that's what we, we think, but we, we were here for that, and we yeah. think about that. These kids just see Diddy. Yeah, because we, we can do without Lil C's. Yeah, we can't, can't do that. We can go 100% But he only seats. came because of... Because of Big. And it's a thing, but Big was, I the, a question you. was the unsigned hype. Mm-hmm. And somebody else could have very well picked him up. Would they have been molded the way Diddy molded Biggie? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Like, would he have been molded the same way as if Diddy got him? Probably not. But I will... Um, yeah, she was never with... She was with the label that Diddy was working for when he got fired. Right, yeah, that's right, that's but right. But she worked gotcha. with Diddy yeah. a lot right. in the coming, you know, year after that. But um, same way, I'm pretty sure Lil' Kim also was, like, on a different label. And maybe Big Bad Boy at the same time, but she wasn't... Um, but they all, like, they all ran in the same circle. Was Big so writing for her at one point? At some point, yes. He did write a song. He... I'm not gonna say a song he wrote, maybe a few for her, but she did. Write, no, I knew she was an MC. I'm not saying she didn't write nothing. She, she did write MC, her. Uh, I'm mad. I looked her up. Oh my god! And her yeah. height came up. I'm looking at a picture of little kid. That's not that's exactly. Not, that's not my girl never, no more. She was never on Bad Boy. I'm be honest. You know what? I'm be honest. I used to like Foxy better than Kim. Rapper looks was. No, just rap. Was a rap. I used oh, to like okay. Foxy better than Lil Kim on a rap tip. There was, a, I would say, she had a couple songs where I was like, I like this, but I like Foxy Brown better. I never like. liked. We know, do you like everybody better than Foxy? Like, <laughs> I never, I never was ever going to pick Foxy over Kim like completely. Like, she had a few. She had a few bops where I was like, all right, this mm-hmm. is this. I will, I will fuck with this, but overall, I always like Lil' Kim's aesthetic because I feel like Lil' Kim to me was the Cardi B of her day. Yeah, of course. 100%. Mm-hmm. So, I, everybody was like, she's authentic. A little chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she rep where she from. She don't care. Like, and that's, that's her. That's what it is, yeah. So, but, that's why I'm saying people looking now like, oh, I couldn't lose Big and Kim because without Kim, you wouldn't have Nicki. You wouldn't have Cardi. You True. wouldn't have City Girls. You wouldn't have, you might not have, you might have Trina, but you, but that lane would have been a little more restricted. Fuck that. I was thinking, no, no, no. I was, I'm be honest with you. Hold on. No, 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 no. Oh, we finna, we finna transition to that no, no, right no, no, no. now. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if you don't get City Girls without Kim. And the only reason why I said that is because of Trina. They're more Trina. Yeah. But that's why I said Trina 
she probably would have still came out, but that lane. Think uh, about lane. think about the lane that Lil' Kim opened up for rap women rappers who weren't out here trying to be hard. Mm-hmm. They were out here trying to be prissy, but they still rapped like they they was out here trying to go. Yeah. So it opened up a lane for people like Katrina where you could you could open your mind more to the fact that of course she had nothing to do with Trina's success. Mm-hmm. But open up your mind a little more to somebody like you who could be pretty and and but still but had a dirty mouth mm-hmm. and could be sexual mm. and use their sexuality in their own way like however they wanted to right. I, can, I can agree with that so but I'll move on from that because that's a great way for me to slide right on into my next topic because mm-hmm. it's a little old now but I had to talk about it because she got him the fuck out of here Trina and Trick Daddy arguing on the reunion show. You know, it's funny. I told her about and that. And he's the one who told me because I came home and I had heard about it, but I hadn't seen the video. And he was like, did you see the uh, Trina and Trick Daddy down there fighting? I said, what the fuck? Apparently, they've fallen out before. I don't know if it's ever been this bad, but somebody broke it down and was like, they think that Trick Daddy is um, not coping well with the fact that he is older and sick and has not been able to stay relevant. Mm. And that's why he's so angry at Trina. I'm trying to think where... I think it was... I think it was on to the read where he was like, I think that's what it really is. Like, that's really what um, the problem is. And I think that's the problem too because whether you still go out and buy a Trina album or not, Trina's still out here in these streets, yeah. consistently dropping she albums shows. and, and co-signing shows and co-signing new talent, City so girls. that she also remains relevant. City She's girls. a smart businesswoman in that sense. You know, I don't know how y'all feel about Trick Daddy at all, mm-hmm. but my personal opinion, I think Trick Daddy, you know, like I said, uh, he, feel, he 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 visions himself something that he's not. He became the trash talking OJ. Yeah, but and I say because I don't look at Trick Daddy. I mean, I don't put him on Pete Pablo's level. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, but I put him higher than that. But I, I don't think because you say he he, he uh, probably feels that like he's not relevant anymore. To me, Trick Daddy was like a, a flash in the pan for about a good line of years. Trick Daddy a, because because we're here where we are. Mm-hmm. Trick yeah. Daddy is huge in, in, in the south. In, in the south. In yes. south. Okay, for, it's, it's so kind of like you had like people. Yes, Frida. Frida's a special case because bounce music don't live nowhere else but New Orleans. Gotcha. And you have people who branch it, it branches out a little bit here and there. You mm. have your Drakes who sample it and do nice for what and whatever else. But bounce lives in New Orleans. Mm. That's. <laughs> I know what you're laughing at. <laughs> Where bounce leaves. I know you're laughing at. But still, the. Uh... <laughs> But Some Trick Daddy was huge. We always just laugh at that commercial because his mom used to watch Big Freedom faithfully, bro. It was it was real. He couldn't take Freedom. Mom used to watch Big Freedom. She watched. She used to watch his show all the time. Jesus Christ! But the commercial would come on. and It'd be like it'd be like what did it say? I don't uh, know. Man, what something Freedom. She'd be like, "What bounce leaves?" And then we would always crack up. I don't know why. But anyway, the um. She's still cool, huh? No. <laughs> I, I can't front. I'm, I don't have a problem with Frida. But they're huge on the, the Miami 
the Miami music scene is what it is now because of your trick daddies. Yeah. That's so it's, you can't, I can't take that away from him. But I think the problem is he knows that, but he can't let go of that. And which is why I think he, like he said, he became a trash talking OG. And at this point has just decided that he don't need that. He not co-signing people no more because that's also what keeps you famous. When you are a decent artist and you know who to get behind, for the next generation, it keeps your name in, in the uh, your name out there with with the current generation as well. Mm-hmm. Like your Jay Z's, you know, Jay Z will jump on a song with somebody and do a verse for one of the up and coming kids because he sees something in you and he knows that you're gonna be hot. Mm-hmm. Same thing for um, what was the what is that child? I cannot think. People mm-hmm. be saying for Drake. Drake is good for that shit. Even yeah. though people he be on a song with do disappear. Because mm-hmm. that was what somebody was like, he do a song with one of these hot kids and it keeps him relevant and, and people keep listening whether he's putting out albums or not. But then they disappear. Like the young bull, what was it, McConan? I love McConan or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, he was actually signed with Drake. So yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. So that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Trina co-signed on the City Girls. City Girls are fucking huge. How are the city girls still booking shows and one of the members is in jail? And it's only two of them. Well, two things. Two things. First of all, uh, two things. Quality control as a record label is crazy right now. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they on fire. And then not only did she co-sign them, she actually was tight with their mom before they be, became artists. Yeah. So, But that's the thing. So you, But you know where to, you know where to put your chips at. Right. Right. Because, I'm be honest with you, the last Trina album I probably bought or listened to was the one from 2008 that had Hot Commodity and look back at it on it. And it's been a minute, but I know she's still putting out albums. I just don't, I don't go looking for them. Like, sometimes she put out stuff, I might listen to it and be like, oh, that's sorry, it's cute. But I'm not, um, I don't go seek her out like I do certain other artists. And it's nothing against her. I don't have no problem with Trina. I think Trina is dope. I you saw I put I her in my I put her in my top five. I but she has remained in the in the public eye yeah. this whole time. Like the whole time, right. and Trick Daddy fell off. Now we know now because he was sick that he just took a break and didn't know how to cope with that, and then fell off from there, and it, it just got worse. So it's like she really did. She really he it wasn't for Trina it wouldn't be no Trina you a fucking lie now you introduced us to Trina but I doubt that if we had never heard of you we would have never heard of Trina because no, somebody else would have picked her up exactly as a matter of because fact because you don't put her on two songs and you put her on your song she watched you yeah matter of fact what year did uh Trick Daddy come out like what year was what year was he popping and what year did he bring her in? because I, I'm tempted to say if Trick Daddy don't sign her guess who picks her up ninety now. Once again, once again, I don't know how it was at Miami. Mm-hmm. I remember like first hearing Trick Daddy. I think it was late ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if Trick Daddy don't get his hands on her, guess who else? Guess who gets their hand on her for sure? Who? Master P. Real. That's what I yeah. was thinking too. One hundred percent. He been rapping since the early nineties. His first album was ninety seven. The one that really broke though was ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thug.com. Thug. Right. I remember that. 
So, but so I'm like, somebody would have picked her up. 100%. She would have got, somebody would have been like, I can do something with this. As a matter of fact, if Master P would have, if Master P even passed on her. That probably would still It would have been, been no Shauna. Huh? Baby could have got her. Baby? Even, it would it probably wouldn't have been no Shauna. As a matter of fact, disturbing the peace would have probably been bigger. So, he can't say so if it wasn't for him. He can't say if it wasn't Master, for you. Master P would probably still be relevant too. Oh, so it's like if you can't say if it wasn't for you, like you can say I introduced you the should. world to Trina. That's different yeah. than saying if it wasn't for Trick Daddy because he probably thinking in his mind that's the same thing. Oh, also apparently she she was close with his wife mm-hmm. and she and gave she her money divorce. for the divorce yeah. and he felt some type of way about that. That's mm. but that's that's I'm gonna tell you what. Here's the thing. He was treating her like trash. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a different thing when yeah. you're treating her like trash. You don't want to give her nothing if she want to leave. If she want out, bro, you got to give her Yeah, okay. So like I, said, I, I don't know the backstory between I don't know the stuff. whole story, but all I know is he's mad about the fact that it seems that... Go ahead. That he's been bitter about the fact that um, she gave him... He gave... I'm sorry. She gave her that money. But yeah, I think that's really what it... That's one of the things that's really going on. Um, and he has a little bit of, a little bit of that, uh, coming out in the Venom as well. It's not just the music thing. Because all of this stemmed from the fact that they were supposed to do an album together. And he acted like he ain't want to do it. And I was just like, bruh, you better get on and ride this wave. Because if Trina like, alright, well look, what we gonna do is we gonna do an album. And we gonna make a single, it's gonna be me, you, and the City Girls. What? I done hopped on that joint fast. So it's like, and you could very well, if you know how to play your cards right, you be all right, but you out here wanting to make a fool of yourself. <laughs> and oh, that, he, he going to be humble. Oh, he! I think he, he got humble. He got humble when she came on national television and told him about his fucking self. Bro, you earned it. That lady don't bother nobody. I don't never see Trina get real angry. And she don't be out here getting bucked with people like that. For you to say something and her, and her to jump up and be like, bro, fuck you. I was like, all right, well, you didn't really make uh, Miss Katrina mad. So I think it's time for you. <laughs> you should probably sit down, Well, the thing sir. is, well, that's what happens when you're not humble. Because you can't run around telling guys like Drake. The guys that got it now, the Lil Wayne's, the Drake's, y'all can't come to my city. Like, bro, you realize that... <laughs> In, in terms of hip hop, there's always a shift in influence. Mm-hmm. There's always a shift. You is if you want to if you want longevity, you have to be able to respect that. Respect that shift. Respect when you ain't the guy no more. Like yeah, and I think but that's that's what happens with a lot of these. They they can't let go. That happens a lot of people. Period. It's not just not just rappers. That's why they fall off. Them. You think about it. That's why they fall off. Rappers, singers, all that. They just they can't accept when it's not their time no more. And I think that's going to be the difference between a Cardi B and, and Nicki Minaj. Minaj. Because that's exactly what's happening. Because I have, we haven't been doing, um, since we haven't been doing the episodes regularly, I haven't had a chance to talk about her and how crazy this tour has been. Like how messy it's Cause been. When you, can't, when you don't respect the ebbs and flows. Because you're playing a longevity game. It's the difference between being, uh, being hot mm-hmm. and... When you talk about playing a long game, the yeah. long game, you're not going to be number one if even half your career to playing a long game. Exactly. Because somebody's always going to come in and they're going to be on fire. But you got to know, you got to know how, what to do when you in, 
when you in that valley instead of the peak. Right. You know, it's like like we were saying about Diddy earlier. Mm-hmm. Bad Boy had a nice stretch, but Bad Boy fell off. And Diddy was like, well, what am I going to do now? I'm going to go out here and I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm going to get so a vodka. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a clothing line that mm-hmm. I keep that I keep going because not only did you have a clothing line, you had a clothing line that evolved with you right. because Sean John was not suits and all that shit before right. he started saying I'm gonna be clothes. with my grown man. Yep, it, it was, was regular clothes. sweaters, baggy clothes, jeans, all with that. Big and logo then on it. Mm-hmm. it was I'm gonna make Sean John suits. I'm gonna make Sean John drawers. I'm gonna make everything. I'm gonna make all kinds of all kinds of stuff that will sustain. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my revenue. So it's like you gotta know what to do in those times. It's like just like a Trina. Trina was hot in the late nineties, early two thousands. Had a little moment where she was, it was nothing there, and then she had a comeback. And then now she's like, well, I'm gonna just make my music, and now I can give because I'm a I'm a veteran in this game at this point. I can give my co-sign to other people, and it'll keep me going. Not only that. You know what I think Hov is doing a great job of as far as uh, respecting the game and the ebbs and flows? Because right now, I wasn't too big on a uh, joint album with him and um, Beyonce. But the way he's staying, the way he's staying relevant with the youth is helping him out with legal shit. Yes. Being a big homie with the real big the homie. big homie with the big wallet. Exactly. That's he, exactly what he's doing. In the last year, mm-hmm. he done got me out of jail. Kodak Black. Help Kodak Black. I don't know if that was a good thing or not, but he helped Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. Helped uh, Twenty One Savage. Savage. Yep. And he then he helped somebody else. He paid somebody's legal fees or something like that. Really? It wasn't and it wasn't a rapper. It was just no, a regular no, no, no. person. It was a regular person. And they're working on. Uh, yeah, they're working on. Balance. So it's like I said, the ebbs and flows, and just understanding where you're at in life. Because Jay Z at this point is more of a businessman than a rapper. Yeah, well, that too. But it's also understanding when you're washed. And it's I'm, I don't want to call Hove washed, but He's not this way. Yeah, no, this is not his. This is not for him so, at all. I mean, but you continue making music for the people. Just like that's the same thing with the Trina. Trina is not um, going necessarily fit into the mold of what is going on right now. But fact. you continue making music for the people who are listening. Who are listening? To you. Right, right. That's how you maintain your with your core fan base. Mm-hmm. You piss off your core fan base, and then it's just like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? Like, perfect example, Daniel Caesar. Did you hear a story about him? I'm guessing from that face you did. So what happens? You piss off your core fan base. Now you gotta, you have to say out your mouth. Well, y'all can go ahead and make me broke. I don't really care. And I'm gonna feel this way regardless. Okay. But you just finna be broke. Next year we wanna know who Daniel Caesar is. Right. So it's like you decided you wanted to get on live drunk and say some wild shit about the people who buy your music. Mm-hmm. So you look lost. Daniel Caesar. Yeah, yes, yes. Daniel Caesar. I think I might have told you briefly about this. Daniel Caesar is the guy who sings that song "Get You" and that best part song with her. So he got on live and was saying to 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 sum it up because I don't remember everything. He got on live and was saying that black people gotta stop always being the victim of stuff and why we so mean to white people because. I told you about that girl who was like she, uh, the white girl who was hosting a festival or going to a festival and going to post on the internet is it okay if I wear this shirt that say niggas lie a lot and everybody was like girl what? So they all jumped down her throat mm-hmm. and then she went and after that happened went on a show with a black man and he was like I don't understand why everybody's all worked up and blah 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 and everybody's like what are you okay so then she goes after two random black women 
and starts talking trash about them. So everybody was just like, bro, get her the fuck out of here. But he, I guess, is friends with her and was like, why are y'all being so mean to her? Why are we we're being mean to white people? And why aren't you, um, why, like, we have to stop playing the victim. Like, like, people really are doing stuff to us. And, like, it was a lot. He was drunk and he was just really letting loose. And... Uh. And then after, he was like, I know people are going to like it, but uh, if you don't, you can just not buy my music. You can make me broke. I don't care. And I was like, bro, you just gave everybody the okay to say, fuck your stuff. Bro, oh God. See, I, I hate when, when y'all guys do that because I don't mind using a platform to try to make better in the world. Mm-hmm. But you got to pick the right scenarios that, you know, you, you just, you know, it'd be different if you. You know, we on the news, and we, and we, and we it's, it's different. Like if, if it was like the LA riots, and we see the white dude get beat outside of his truck, mm-hmm. that guy ain't do nothing, nothing wrong, but just drove in the wrong part of town. You defend for that, mm-hmm. but you don't defend for somebody who's clearly going to wear a shirt that's going to aggravate African Americans. Exactly, because she feels uh, like she's entitled to exactly. the culture and from we, the we, things that I've heard. And, and if her. that is really, truly your friend, you let her know about yourself. But from what people are saying, they feel like he was probably, he probably grew up in an area where he was more immersed mm. in, like, just what is seen as typical American culture instead of black culture. So he doesn't see any problem with that kind of stuff. It's like, instantly when he said that, I was like, bro, you the black friend. You the one that's like, I'm not, when people are like, I'm not racist, I have a black friend. His name is Daniel. That's you. No, he's retarded. That's what he is. No. Don't say retarded. Okay, he is <laughs> mentally challenged. I'm gonna t- no, no, because I want to break this all the way down and make this clear. Even when you're the black friend, mm-hmm. if you can't see that your um your friend thing only goes for so far, mm-hmm. that clearly means something is off up here. You cannot you cannot think you're as accepted as your counterpart, even as the black friend. Now, we're speaking from the we're speaking. Like you said earlier, you like I don't want to speak from a place I don't know. When mm-hmm. we used to talking off air, speaking from a place We're I don't. Speaking from a place of people who grew up in the inner city, who where the color lines were very clearly divided. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case everywhere. But if y'all, I don't know where y'all listening from, but if you listening, if if you're here in Philly, you understand there are very clear cut lines in most neighborhoods here. Philadelphia self segregates. We live amongst people who look like us. Or we live in a melt, a small melting pot where people have learned to accept. Like, where we live at mm-hmm. has is, I would say, a melting pot of a, different, a bunch of different cultures. And people, because everybody here is working class or professionals or, or old money. Mm-hmm. And we care about our neighborhood. And that's all that is really, really matters. Well, let me ask you this. But in other places in the city, it's like, okay, well, white people live here. Black people live here, Asian people live here, Indian people live here. Like, it's very much, we have redlined ourselves. And it's not like a, it's, it was built that way, and but it stayed that way. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Even in the melting pot, you don't notice the subtleties in it? There's oh, you no, do. But, the, but, but which, which I don't want to, I don't want to speak from a, but it's just, being a guy that notices subtleties, mm-hmm. it's like, it's no way you didn't notice your friends say, my grandmom's over here. It may not be a good idea for me to take you to the prom. Just something that small or it might, or something as, 
Because I remember my brother was dating a young white lady. Mm-hmm. At the dinner table, pass that color boy the greens. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, I don't know if I want to name straight face. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's always some subtleties. It's like, you mean to tell me there were no subtleties that made that thing go off in your mind? Like, hmm, maybe I'm not as accepted. There are microaggressions, but when you are fully immersed in it, you don't. You may not process things like that. Mm. Okay, now, from I'm listening to both sides here. I have came from a place where I was the black friend because I come from a culture where it's not a lot of us. Yeah. So I've come from uh, being part of the geek nerd culture. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of African Americans. So yeah. I, there are a lot of times, especially in high school, or especially in grade school, or especially even grow, growing up where you at these conventions, I am the black friend. Okay, and I do agree that uh, what 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 Joe's saying is about do you not see the subtleties yeah. around it? You see them, you don't accept them. Oh, okay. that's the yeah. difference. Okay, you know they're there. You're not ignorant because, yeah. but the problem is when at least for in the culture that I'm in, mm-hmm. they accept you more than your culture does. Yeah. Oh, and okay. That's how people okay. feel. That's why so, people. Gravitate to where so I'd rather take that mm-hmm. than take that. That's the unfortunate part about it mm-hmm. yeah. because you're not looking at the bigger picture here. Right. It's like if they say little subtle things, or they say, I'm not a racist, I got, I got, I'm a black friend here, or you feel as though they may say something that will have you thinking on edge, like I don't really agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. kind of shit like that. But they accept you in this world where, uh, where this world is not really accepted by your culture. So you you play ignorant a lot, mm-hmm. and you and you, you want to play dumb, and then as it gets older, as I got older, so that you, you see some subtleties. Sometimes about this, okay? I'm gonna break it down to you like this. This is why this is not cool. If you can't accept that, I don't need to be part of this group. Real. It's hard for people who have very lack of self esteem to do that. Mm-hmm. So they, it's, it's all about you know accepting. So I'm not. He's probably coming from a place where he knows. That shirt was offensive. And instead of him thinking, man, I don't want to mess up my oil because they put money in my pocket. I don't want to mess up my friendship because she's probably all I had. That ain't the bigger picture here. If, and you know, that, that's a lot of things. If if they are really your friend mm-hmm. or you consider them your friend, you educate them. Yeah, you should be able to check them when there's something wrong. Well, there's something, something wrong. No... Nobody's a friend if I ask people to run over you, talk to you how I want to talk to you, or make you feel uncomfortable. That's not a friend. No, it's not that I'm. It's not that I want to push back, but my question is, based on the type of music he makes, mm-hmm. I don't want to speak out of turn. That's okay. Just my feeling. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to accept him coming off as if he's not accept. If you're able to sell music to us, if you're able to sing that. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to see you as being disconnected. But you see what I'm saying? No, no, no. That's completely... Uh, that, 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 that's not true, okay? Because if that was the case, we wouldn't have Macklemore and Post Malone and all, Post Malone and, all them, and people that, who are not immersed in hip-hop culture mm-hmm. being huge hip-hop stars. The SOS, remember, there was a time where you had a conversation, or we just had a conversation, I forgot who was conversation with, where you got a lot of rappers today who just ain't about that life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of hip-hop... Uh, some of the greatest hip hop legends and icons that we have were rapping about what they saw, what they experienced, the life they lived. That was the point of hip hop 
as my understanding. Yes, we're dead. We were disenfranchised. Yeah. Here's what's happening where we are. Exactly, and then it evolved into other things. Right, right. Nowadays, you got guys who are just rap who because it's 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 the trend to do. Yeah. So you got guys just rapping that don't know nothing about don't know nothing about that life. Who's uneducated about that life? Who wants to get? I hate to say it, this a paycheck. Right. Yes. I'm with you. I'm There's with you. machines for this. I, I understand what y'all saying, but that's the, the difference between hip hop and soul. Uh, hip hop has evolved. Soul is soul. No, soul? no, no, no. I, 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 okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. Just saying. Your point so I can. I, I no, no, no. Only reason why I say. Only reason why I say that. I'm not saying that soul hasn't evolved at all. I'm saying hip hop is this thing where, first and foremost, white people didn't make it cool to just be able to rap about whatever. Kanye West, if you want to be honest, Kanye West transcended everything. Kanye West made it cool to say you don't have to be a gangster. Well, there was plenty. Of, I think there were people before Kanye that did that, but Kanye was a huge name. Mm-hmm. That was the that guy was that made like, the shift. I'm not, I'm not, I may be from the hood, but I wasn't about that life. Right, that's what I'm saying. He uh, made the shift. There was the comments, but I'm saying he made the cultural shift well, that made the major, like they made the they made the cultural shift. In other words, saying, I would agree gangster. on that part. Okay. What? About Kanye making a shift. He Kanye made the shift that made it say gangster is not the cool. Now it's the backpack. That's the you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm not mad at that. We're, we're saying that when you say Macklemore infu- let's say he infiltrated. Let's use yeah. that word. For lack of a better term. Yeah. He infiltrated <laughs> and he Damn, did his thing. No, no, no. Let's I mean, be considering he, he from won, Seattle. He, he considering infiltrated. Considering that he won Grammy uh the rap album of the year over Kendrick, I was that's when I was like, all right. Bro. Well, well here's the thing career. though. Who's the that great- did in his career? Well, he, that's what I was about to say because let's be honest who's the Grammys for like Grammys really wasn't but still I mean now they're giving out they they giving them out the, um, the colors like nobody's business because they, they need us to watch again but and then not only still. that not only that he had one rap record everything like what one two maybe one maybe two rap records everything else was what so what did they classify as rap like let's be it's just who they know and who they recognize and who they identify with possibly but my point for what you were saying is, I hear which, where you're coming from, but if that was the case, we wouldn't have people like a Justin Timberlake, a Miley Cyrus. You wouldn't have people who are who can jump in and out of the culture at their yeah, leisure. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Because Justin Timberlake started out with Instinct. Mm-hmm. I'm not hating because I mm-hmm. fucked with with Instinct. I can't say nothing because I was of the age to be caught up in the boy bands. But, I was wearing state property jackets. I wasn't with that shit. But go ahead. <laughs> so I was wearing state property jackets. I exactly. So, but I li- I've always listened to no, a wide variety of music. Absolutely. So I have a problem with Backstreet Boys. I listen to them and the Spice Girls the same way I listen to SWV and Biggie. Literally at the same time. So he decided he... They started shifting at the end of their career from less straight up bubblegum pop. They did the new edition thing. They would they did the um tearing up my hearts, but then they did the um uh would you be my girlfriend toward the end mm. with like Nelly and all that trying to transition they sound. So what's the Justin Timberlake? Then he says, Well I can sing I can sing R and B. Let me go and make me a few R and B records. R and B is not popping right now. I'm gonna go make me an album where I'm standing in the woods in a flannel shirt because people will buy it because I'm Justin Timberlake. Now I'm not as mad at Justin Timberlake as I am at Molly Cyrus. Oh no, we were bitch. We were getting <laughs> to her. We ain't gonna get to that raw <laughs> chicken butt. Is it, but that I, is, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that. Cause I, I really think, in my person, I think they came at Justin Lewis a little bit too hard. 
Justin Timberlake, but Justin Timberlake has the leisure. Like this, because I, I asked that story about the, the little kid, the yeah. little Nas X or whatever, mm-hmm. who had a, who made a song that sounded song. like country, mm-hmm. but it was like country trap. Uh. And it was shooting up the country charts and they just quietly took it off the country charts because it wasn't country enough. That's what they said. People of color, um, specifically black and Hispanic people usually, are the one are some of the biggest? I don't want to say victims because that's not the right word I'm thinking of. But that's they is. can't blur because I because I don't. I, I'm trying to think of another word and that's not it. But victims, for lack of a better word, of not being able to blur the lines of a genre. Right. Yeah, I, look. That's what I mean. No matter what we say on any podcast that we perform on, that one day we'll say the same until the day we die, mm-hmm. because nothing will change until. The Lord pushed the reset button. It's, it's, it's a racist Facts. country. It will always be that way. But it's not just here. Like we, I mean, you have it, a little bit. This world is fucked. Okay. It is. As I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. You don't. We don't have the luxury of blurring genres like most other people. Which is why it, a lot of neo soul artists mm. did not want to be put in the neo soul box. Because once yeah. we put them in the box, people done locked it with a key, and that's yes. it. As I'm saying, I agree with you a thousand percent. And. No matter what podcast you talk about, it will be the same thing. In the 40 years, it will be the same thing. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, in my, I was like, because we, because it's not fair, we're angry about that. And I think that anger took out on Justin Timberlake. I've seen people been mad at Justin Timberlake since the, the Super Bowl thing, for real, for real. And that did not help when he was just like, I don't want to be, because... The, because his counterpart in the incident was a black woman who took yeah. much more of the brunt of punishment than okay, he, he did. did. Yeah. So people been not so not fucking with him for real, for real. Until because, but you can like his songs, but just give me a reason to be like fuck you. Yeah. And you gave me one, and that was it. Right. I'm using him simply as an example because he has the ability to jump genres, mm. not because I have a problem with his music. The person who I had a problem with. Was Miley Cyrus because she came out and actually dis- her and Iggy Azalea disrespected the culture right? the culture Egg because exactly J- Justin Timberlake has never disrespected the culture the, and that's the thing I don't have that's why I said I don't have a problem yeah. with him I'm using him as an example yeah. because he is a prime example of what can be done here I, the, if you if I have a problem with anybody I don't even really have a problem with Macklemore for real because I don't think Macklemore ever disrespected the culture mm-hmm. neither you know I have a problem with Iggy Azalea and yeah. I definitely have a problem with yeah, because Miley you Cyrus. know what. I think the nigga go Macklemore because even if you watch the Grammys, mm-hmm. Macklemore when when they announced his name, he knew I'm fucked, and oh, that's yeah. not his fault. Oh, he knew. That's the Grammys' fault. That's not his. It's fault. It's just like when he won and when Adele won, people weren't mad because Adele was talented as fuck. Yeah. But Adele was like, "This should have been lemonade," and I don't know what the fuck is wrong with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he like I'm gonna give her part of this Grammy because y'all are tripping. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm a Beyonce stand too, and I'm like, all right, girl, I'm not mad at you, but. The problem here is y'all come in, ex- exploit the culture, get what you want out of it, and when it doesn't work for you anymore, you want to go back yeah, to right. being yeah. whoever you were before. Mm-hmm. Keep that shit over there. Y'all get upset when we can't we can't come into spaces. Y'all be like, wow, you always want to have um, spaces that are only meant for y'all. But then when we try and come into your space, then it's a problem. So right. it's like, bro, we can't. Like it's either we either gonna all be in this together or you want or we gonna stay separate, mm-hmm. uh, because that's the way it's been built. Not necessarily because we wanted to be that way, you know. It's just like I didn't 
Uh, Iggy Zelda killed her own career, and I was waiting for that to happen because I knew she would. Miley Cyrus, though, she's not going to. There's no way. There, there's, there was no way she was going to kill her career. She could piss us off and then go back to uh, doing what she was doing prior to this, and she'll still have supporters. Iggy Azalea was not making music that was enough that was crossover appeal. Mm-hmm. So when we stopped supporting her, nobody supported her ass. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So it was just like. I don't care about what she know because you're getting your retribution right now. What? Not having albums, not being able to sell tours, things like that. Then stuff that because people always want to bring personal shit into it. I don't have nothing to do with that girl. I don't know what you do in your personal life and your time. I'm talking about commercial postman. Apparently, I'm talking about what you're doing as far as musically and are you moving the needle at all? Right. So it's just like with stuff like that. I see what you're saying or why you would say that, but. But with him, it's like, if you can sing, and you may listen to the music, and you may identify with it, but in an era where social media plays a very large part in your career, in your personal life, because it is very much a one of the driving forces in the industry at this point, because there are people who have become famous solely off of being on social media or being... Well, YouTube is social media. So, you are... You can't move the same as people. Yeah, I'm sure he's not the only one who would have felt that way. But if somebody said that shit in the 90s to a room full of people, it's not going to get nowhere. Mm-hmm. You can't go on IG Live and tell a million plus people that you, uh, that, excuse me, that you feel like this and not under, and not expect backlash. Sounds like he expected backlash because he was drunk. And then I think he came out after he sobered up and like doubled down pretty much on what he said. And I was like, well, you didn't, I mean. Well, I mean, because what, that, what? that's pride. But why does the black man seem so effing weak nowadays? It's because pride. But because it's not, I don't think, like, like I said, pride? I don't think it's weakness. Because everybody's learning to be more vulnerable. And mm. people, for some reason, black people, not for some reason, black people seem to feel like they are not. They are excluded from the we can be vulnerable category like everybody else. It's seen as weak because we have been beat down so much and, and oppressed and all of that. Who wants to be seen as weak at this point? I understand where y'all, why y'all might have that thought pattern. However, mental health is very real. And being able to be vulnerable and express your feelings and not be a one-dimensional person where you bottle up all your emotions and don't ever express them is wonderful. It's not healthy for us to bottle everything, whether it be happy, sad, angry, any of that, and not say nothing. But then the problem comes in, and that's why everybody be talking about, oh, toxic masculinity, toxic, because there are thought patterns where it's, oh, it's weak for you to be able to express how you feel. Instead of it just being, this is a normal thing. We all should be able to talk about how we feel and what is, what's going on with us in a healthy manner. That, I feel like, is not a problem. Pride is the problem because pride is one of the seven deadly sins and will manifest itself in these ways where it's like I look weak. It it can manifest itself in both ways. It's a double-edged sword. I look weak if I come back and say I was wrong um, and I have to retract what I said or pride will have you uh, out here, you, you doing too much. Where it's like, this looks contrived. Kind of like, um, stepping out the music room just for a minute. The Just Hilarious thing. Mm-hmm. She's had way too many incidents come back to back. She's one of, she's, she's one of self-destruct if she doesn't chill out. Mm-hmm. But 
her with the whole um miscategorizing the this uh the Sikhs as Muslims talking about she's scared and blah 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 and then doubling down on everything she said but then having to come out with that apology that some people was like they didn't think was genuine so it's like pride made you do all of the things you just did pride made you double down on what you said because you did not want to face the fact that you were ignorant to who they were and what they stand for and decided to say something because you thought it would be a funny joke but pride also made you come on here with the um with the almost tears and do a do an apology because you know it's gonna block your bags mm. if you don't come in here and clean this mess up so it's like it can be a double-edged sword so because you can be being what you would see as vulnerable she thought she was being vulnerable coming on camera and and um doing the sniffles with the no tears and giving an apology and saying she was going to donate money to the family and all that now i hope she really does all of that and i hope her apology was genuine but a lot of people was like you didn't cry girl what did you sniffing for like why because i personally i hate that shit unless it's like i just was crying you can see i'm visibly like my eyes is puffy and all of that and i was going through some stuff and i came on here to talk to y'all despite the fact that i look a mess it's like we've seen too many people try this to to garner some sympathy. So if you really were upset, you were upset. But it doesn't come off as authentic to some because they're like, so what you sniffing for? You're not crying. You're not your eyes not watering. Whatever. People get real nitpicky. No, but, but it's like I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm gonna tell you why I feel like we being we we seem so weak nowadays. I'm, number one, I don't. I don't say we weak because we can't admit when we wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think that makes us stubborn and ignorant. We're not weak. What makes us weak, first of all, is too many knocks on us. I gotta get... It's a great segue. Me saying that is a great segue to that movie, Us, but we ain't there yet, so I'm not gonna get there. But I will say, why in every incident all these men got their phones recording, but nobody's intervening? Did you see that that old woman that got stomped out by that young man? Mm-hmm. I didn't see the video. I heard about it. No, I seen the video. As a man who prides himself on minding his business, it's no way in hell. I'm talking about hell, hell. I'm going to watch that. It's no way in hell, hell I'm going to watch that. Because really? it, it, there's a line that you cross. Couples? Mm. Yo, bro, you might want to knock it off. An older woman? My grandma? I'm looking at my grandma right now. I'm not looking at some old woman. I'm looking at my grandma. I'm looking at my mom in 10, 15 years. Ain't no way in hell. Bro, I'll kill you. Because the climate has changed. Exactly. It's not about... People have become you. desensitized. No, because... See, not to take because me and my me and my dad were talking about this the other day. He was talking when he heard the old man. He said, you know, it's messed up that, you know, you can't even go to the bar and get a drink anymore. Mm-hmm. An actual bar, right. no. and we just seen on 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 the thing of shootings. Mm-hmm. This is what goes through men now, nowadays. This old lady's getting started by this guy. I go whoop this guy's ass. This guy's all on social media getting his ass whooped. That is where the pride comes in. This guy's either gonna come back and do one or two things. He's he's gonna come back with a gun because he wants your ass now because you everywhere and my face is everywhere. Or he come back out with his song because you don't know if he's part of a gang or something like that, and he go stomp you out. Then that way it's automatic fear for life because that's the retaliation. It's not about the help because if I go and tackle this guy, right, 
I don't trust any other person to come with me. Now, if me and you out there, and somebody's getting stopped, somebody's stopping out an old lady, I know he got my back when I go in here and stop this guy. Mm-hmm. But I remember there's times I'm driving up on uh, on Godfrey Avenue. There's a little Chinese store right there. I remember this years ago. I was with uh, I was with my son, and these high school kids not 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 this uh, Asian guy out in front of his own store and mm-hmm. took his shoes. Mm-hmm. Me. One to goddamn whoop their ass. Bitch, two of them mm-hmm. with school bags on. They weren't really like little bitches anyway. But it, it was it was one of me and my son. It's just not. It's not smart. It's not smart. What? If I had you, and then you know my other homies in the car with me, I'm oh. like, all right, we, we we gonna pull over and we gonna teach these kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't fuck with people like that because because you, you know you feel more confident that way. Now, I you, you're saying looking at it as weak. You know, it's just that. People can't just take an ass kicking no more. No, but and I get what you're saying. But and be humble. But also, the um, the other side of that, it's like no, they can't take an ass whooping. But your first thought though was not to take your phone out and record what's no, happening. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's that's part of. But that. not, that's not even that. Even I'm, that I'm not even that. My thing is this. I understand you're saying people don't trust the people around you, but that's notice that's why I said the black man seems weak. Because I wasn't referring to one of them. Mm. I'm referring to all of them because if all of them got that same mindset, yeah. that shows you where we are. You concerned about what the next man is going to do to help you instead of saying, yo, that's my grandma. Me, personally, that's my grandma. I'm not worried about yo, Brian yeah. got my back. Not saying that you wouldn't. I yeah. know you would. There's no doubt in my mind that you would. But I'm not worried about the next man helping me. I'm worried about this old lady and this dude that look all about 60, but he really 36. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. But, but the, the, the cloth is, you cut from a different cloth. cloth but yes, but, and like he said, the the other side of that coin is, it's not about somebody having your back. You might be able to take dude on your own, but what if he pull out a gun? Mm-hmm. Now this old lady's getting stomped out and you lying here bleeding out and then what? Because people, that's not how the world works no more. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm gonna come at you because you decided to stomp out an old lady and we fit in a fight and we're going to fist fight. That's not how it works no more. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Because if, if I'm in a situation, in that one situation, the first thing I got to do is like this I need to get help. If it, it, either if it's either me or if it's either the cops, I'm not recording it. Yeah. That's not my first thought. Right. But that's just me. That's a fact. And then. It's like, because I don't know the situation, but instinct in me of how I was raised mm-hmm. would just naturally yeah. got to get that guy off that woman. That's just, I mean, that's just instinct. Yeah. I'm saying, but I could, you know, it's it's just so it's just so hard because right now you because nobody at this age really want to die. No, and no. they they they, they want to jump in. Men back in the day was taught to jump into danger, okay? And, but the, and that's exactly where I'm at. With, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Men I'm back in the day with, about... with, with, with the jump into danger. But it'd be different. It's, it's like this. Look. We see this because, you know, they had a um, thing down at City Hall the other day about these about a group of these guys. Uh, with some, some lady and her daughter got T-boned. And he went into the car and saved them last year. Mm. It's like a group of like five guys. Yeah. One of them was not here because he got shot, unfortunately. Well, I'm so I was watching on the you news. Know, the other exactly. Day. Like, what the but, fuck happened there? Ex- like, yes, I'm saying. But so, but the thing is, 
these five guys said, look, we we need to we we, we 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 see the car sift over. It's on fire. You see you see this lady there screaming. We gotta go get this lady. That's the that's the thing. All five of the women there, and and they saved them. You know, so it was a good story then. That, you know, they lived stuff of that nature. You know, but there has to be. I think. Or like those kids who saved that guy who was trying to commit suicide. He could have just as easily just been like fuck it and pull all of them over the bridge with him. Yeah, right. and, and I love that. But the fact that a guy can help save some. We lost. That's a to me. That's a soldier. Yeah. Right. I'm not talking about these guys out here that just got guns that's shooting for no reason. A guy that's willing to get in the in the yeah. line of fire to save some. We can't lose that guy. We gotta preserve that guy. So yeah. when you tell me, unfortunately, he got shot, it's like you gotta be fun. really like that's you know how what I'm saying. Feel about like, people who like go like who are in the military and go and have a tour or whatever a duty and come back and die here, like by violent means. On, that always always rubs me the wrong way. It, it probably it, it's it, it's a, it's a bittersweet story. Mm-hmm. It really is. When I probably saw it in there, but you know, looking at that. If you had more mindsets of that nature, like, yo, did, why are you talking about this lady? Okay, you're going to look too excessive. Instead of like, yo, we have part four, just like this. All right, yo. No. I don't even have to know you. Mm-hmm. But we're going to stop Talk this to, guy. That's what I'm saying. Because, you know, e- even though it shouldn't be like that, mm-hmm. it gives me more of a confidence. Yeah. Well, this guy who got stomped out by, you know, who's talking about this old lady who get jumped by five other guys. Because yeah. to be completely honest with you, it might also run through your mind. Yeah, a lot of things run through your mind in a situation like mm. that. We got to get help. Not necessarily, I'm going to record it, but we got to get help. What we going to do? He obviously is not about, he's not of his right mind. If the first thing he thought to do was we'll stomp to stomp woman. out an old lady. Like, like you said, you, you, once again, you, you pick your situations. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to look at it, I'm saying, but smart, but it's the same situation opposed to me being by myself mm-hmm. and opposed to me, you know, being with just, you know, men. Let's put it that way. Right. Men opposed to boys or men opposed to the urban use. Yeah. To t- t- everything of that nature. Because, you know, everything's like, I'm going to put it on Facebook and then by the time it go viral, they're going to get his ass. We got that kind of time. No. That's true. I, you know, but here's the thing. The, the recording is also a double-edged sword too because... Everybody, the problem I have is when everybody does, like you said, everybody records and nobody helps. That's weird. However, having someone, if somebody decides to record, somebody calls the cops and somebody decides to go and try and defuse the yes. situation, that's different because now we have video evidence of what happened. Mm-hmm. So that's the one good thing about people recording. Yeah. But it's a difference when it's like, okay, there's, you know, two different people recording and somebody's trying to defuse the situation. As opposed to twelve people recording and everybody's just watching. Because I was about to say, Nina, it's so bad. In the recordings, you can see other the people, people recording. recording. And like, it's like when we first started this whole like, camera phone situation, it was like somebody's recording, and then in the recording, you see what's happening, and you see somebody on the phone with the cops, like, "Oh my God, we need somebody." To get. I don't even see that no more. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna take it even further, and I know y'all not gonna agree with me, but that's just like when you see police brutality. My brother and my father are cops. It's like, would it kill you to spend a weekend in prison to save somebody's life? Because that's what's going to happen. If you intervene with a cop that's police brutality, you'll spend a weekend in prison. That's what's going to happen. If you make it that weekend. True. Bro, here's the, I understand what you're trying to say, but what's the likelihood? You got three cops and you got about 15 people. Like, I don't see, like, I don't, I just don't, I don't see the, 
to me, I would get involved. Like, I, that's just how I feel. Like, come on, bro. Like, you see what's about to happen here. You see that they're afraid. They're not from this neighborhood, but they got jurisdiction to ride around and tell people what to do. You see where they're going with this because they're afraid before they even hop out the car. The only time I notice some of these police officers get out the car is when they're apprehending somebody. They don't speak to the people. They don't make. They don't make it a point to get to know the people. I'm a park ranger, and they don't even get the point to know me. But that right there, you just said, they're afraid, mm-hmm. and now the law has. There's a law that's in place that they are allowed to act off fear. Yeah, that's a law now. If a if a cop feels threatened by any means, they have a, now. It's not in all states, yeah. but in most states. They have a right to kill you because they are scared. But the oath you take for becoming remember, I'm a son of a police officer too. Right, right. The oath you take is that when you sign up for this job, you know that there is no, there shouldn't be no fear. You should already know what you sign up for. That's not the reality. But yeah. the reality, that's the excuse now. Yeah. So the unfortunate thing is that you got three cops and fifteen guys, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. You can all jump them and you and say we can't jump like they're going to abide by that law. Yeah. They won't. They will not abide by that law. And just like your father has said and my father has said, it is better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. six. And that's the that's what I'm saying. Even I was t- just real quick before we, you because know, we got way off topic. I'm mm-hmm. saying, um, you, we, we just talked about, I just said 40 years from now, it's going to be the same. Mm. Until the reset button is pushed, it's, it's going to be the same. There's things that will get better, and things over time gets a little bit better, mm-hmm. a little bit easier, but it's going to be the same. Right. As long as these people on this earth and the way they keep raising, it ain't like it ain't like they're dying off and then we're starting over. Yeah. They're raising, raising the people yeah, to do the same thing. thing. It's, it's a it's a it's constant a cycle. Yeah, continuous cycle. Yeah. So just, it's not going to change no time soon. So you have to be, you know, proactive instead of reactive yeah i mean i i i want to it's unfortunate trust me it's very unfortunate i I want to agree with what you're saying but when you have situations where people do record because they feel like they can't intervene like the the i'm gonna be honest with you it's been so many of them i can't get that i can't i'm gonna mess somebody's name up but i believe it was was it alton alton brown yeah alton alton sterling Alton Sterling. Yeah. I can see. I like. I said. I don't want to mess up nobody's name right, because there's right. been so many people. Mm. They, just, this man was on the ground. Yeah. Apprehended already, and my man put his gun to his chest. And that's what. And fired off. I'm not gonna lie. That's what makes me so bitter. It's like in my mind, it gets me to the. It gets me to the point where it's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, cause in, in my mind, I'm not saying that like everybody should feel this way, but in my mind. Some things are just worth dying for. Like in, in my mind, I'm not. I'm not saying that anybody else should feel this way. I'm saying for me, some things is worth going out for. But that's selfish. But that's selfish. I'm be real with you. That is selfish. What happens to What happens to your your son? Bro, like what yeah. happens when your mother has to look at you in a casket? And but and and on top of that, the person who did this to you does not give re- get justice and does not care. No, that's the point. See, like the, but we all, so what, what is the alternative to live in fear? You no, know, my dad always told me, he said, trust me, there's a lot of racism in the police force. I don't care what they tell you to do. Do it. I have an easier job going downtown and fighting for you 
than I do a dead body. Yeah, that's a point. That is a point. If they embarrass you, if they dehumanize you, some of that, it's kind of like Crash with Terrence Howard and Tanya Newton. And she was mad that he didn't do anything. What can I do? If I have a better case to try to fight this in the court or something, you, you've made you win. Look, but you're not going to win anyway, but go ahead. You're not going to yeah. win anyway. But I have a better chance of doing that than trying to fight this guy on the street in his yard. So if I get pulled by a cop and he tell me to get out and he tell me to hop on one leg and call him, you know, call him master, I'm, the, I'm, I'm reaching here. Yeah. My fa- It's very disrespectful. It's very dehumanizing. He can help fight for me better if I get arrested. Kind of like the guys at Starbucks. Just get up, get and handcuffed, and just leave. Because there's no point in arguing. Yeah. And what happened? Nothing. Hmm. Nothing happened. They got some money. Starbucks got, got a, a seminar. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about to the people who did it. That's what I'm because saying. Nothing happens. But I don't even know if the person who called the cops got fired because there was no reason for her to call the cops. Exactly. But, say, but until things get better... At least those two guys got their life. Really? It, yeah, it's 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 always going to be bittersweet, but the thing is, we are living in this unfortunate country until it get better. Especially when you know who's in office. I'm just saying. So until it gets better, until we start, you know, changing certain things, you, your family, the people that need you on this earth, is more important than that, because you know, I hate to go on topic. God didn't put you on this earth to be the vengeful and to take. Did Jesus gamble like that? Yeah, that's the point. I didn't think that. I didn't think about that. He wants you to be like him. He got killed, you know, you know, fighting for our sins and stuff like that. But he ain't never said, you know, it's worth me dying to try to stop this injustice that these Romans are putting on certain. So that's not my. That's not why I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here for a reason. Live out. My reason, and and, and and the same thing, you know, when it comes to men being strong and and private stuff like that, I'm like, you know, Jesus cried, right? It's okay to cry. It's okay to show emotions. Jesus did the same thing. Yeah, no, I I got that part. But you believe how a lot of men don't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I know, I'm with you. I'm with you. you know what I'm saying when they say Jesus, what well, that man cried. Mm. Ain't like he said. No, that means ah, that man cried. I man, he said. You ain't gonna make Jesus sound like Lenny Williams. That's what you're not gonna do. You're not gonna make Jesus sound like Lenny Williams. But we definitely we. I, I don't we you know topic, what. I don't know how we got here. I know. I know this is a hip hop podcast, and y'all come here to, to hear about music. I'm sorry, y'all. But things it got real. You know, life takes real. different turns. Anyway. So that means I'm just not going to talk about the rest of everything else. Um, you know, real quick, Monica is divorcing Great Value Chris Brown, aka Shane <laughs> Brown, because he can't duck no Bruh. more. When I tell you, I was driving and crying at the same time. <laughs> I texted him that and was like, here's the outline. And the last thing in the outline is Monica's divorcing Great Value Chris Brown. And he was just like, bro, what? Like, why would you <laughs> say that? Tell me Shannon Brown don't look like Chris Brown if he was I'm gonna tell you only why a quarter I talented la- and a quarter I'm going to tell you why I laughed so hard. Imagine Chris Brown getting an endorsement, right, mm-hmm. for some type of food. And he at Acme. Then you got Shannon Brown at Save-A-Lot. That's exactly what I imagined. That's why I cried. I was like, yo. <laughs> yo. Well, I could not go, go far at all. But no, here's the thing. Monica supposedly left because 
he just wouldn't get his shit together. He was constantly cheating and doing dumb shit. And I'm like, for what, bruh? Because he's not playing. That's, <laughs> what, that, that, that's what I'm saying. These basketball, you know. They can't accept being washed. Go ahead, exactly, Brian. they can't. They can't. They told somebody, why do they don't want me? I tell you why they don't want Shannon Brown. And that's fine. But I'm like, bruh, do you know my, who Monica is? Monica don't seem like the type of chick that is like, you know what? I'm going to go cheat on you. And come back in the house, and ain't shit gonna happen. She finna hit your ass with the Al Green. First treatment. of all, I never she even fin- know Monica. I was like, when she said, when you said Shannon Brown, I'm like, which, like, what? You show you me, you, you show you me, you, like, Shannon Sharp? Uh, <laughs> Not Shannon Brown. I don't think Shannon Sharp gonna cheat, bro. No. No, Shannon Sharp. He had, he had somebody like Monica. He'd be on there with his old country ass. You know I got Smith. You see my girl? Like right. he would, he be drunk. Him out. No. We be in the house. We both be smoking mouth. Like I can see him really going in. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Monica likes somebody who would beat Shannon Brown's ass. Let her catch him doing something wild. She'd be like, "Nope, you gotta run me to fade because I'm who <laughs> we fighting. Like not even I'm gonna call somebody. No, we fighting in the street right now. Right now. Right damn now. I'm not fucking with Monica. <laughs> so look, bro. I think she finally. I think they said she finally got tired of his shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm out, bro. You playing? I'm. I can survive without you. I don't yeah, know about you though. Don't know about you. No. He ain't gonna do that damn thing. I mean, you better go back to. But to, Monica's still to out the here. Big three lead. <laughs> Monica's still out here touring yep. and making albums. And people still love her, whether you like her new stuff or not. I'm gonna go listen to '90s Monica because you know that's what she gonna perform. Exactly. When she came to Philly for that, um, the like they had a one of the festivals out in the street earlier, um, 2018, and I was like, mm, like, bro, I would it. definitely pay to go see a Monica show. Yeah, I'm here for it. They, I'm they got the nerve to call me an American professional basketball player. Are you serious? This man played for the Delaware '87ers. <laughs> oh, ball. God. We're not going to diss the 87ers, man. Listen. <laughs> what the fuck? Listen. He was only okay playing career. It says to present. Is he still playing with anybody? <laughs> well, he's getting picked up and released. By the Delaware 87ers. Why does he. Do, you know what he's you know trying what? to do. It's like he's It's fine. Let Monica divorce him and then he can go play overseas and we won't have to hear from him anymore. <laughs> I understand that, but you ain't got to diss the 87ers, Brian. I just did. I, I, oh, I just what? said, I just the 87ers, they got nothing to do with this. They did nothing wrong. I ain't told that. Shannon Proud is the problem, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but the no, Delaware 87ers, look, you know what you're doing. Look, this we, is the nigga out the door to have two two championships. Like, he won them. Look, it's fine. It's fine. We're going in on that. We're going, we going in on Signature Kitchen CB. And, um, because my man is literally like I was just like bruh y'all ever seen that episode of Everybody Hates Chris where the dad bought all the generic food and he had one it was like one big thing that said cookie on it <laughs> that's him bro that is him or the old Pathmark brand that used to just be a white label with what it was and just said Pathmark at the bottom that's him Yo, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not nice. The great value, Chris Brown. You should name this. This to be the episode of something Dylan and that. Because I was, and I'll tell you, I was in tears. Well, <laughs> I had to keep wiping my eyes so I could drive. Yo, I was dying. I thought about it because I was like, like, damn, it's not about him. This is about Biggie and Fife, but. Uh, then no, nah, that, that just threw him off guard, man. It was funny. Oh, my God. But, yes, I, uh, I'm going to have to wrap it here because we went over time. We had a whole bunch of stuff we talked about that was not even on. You gotta topic. wrap us in. So it's, it's cool. not I, our fault. It's not. 
It's fine. I, but I wasn't I wasn't mad at the topic. Like it, it's things that need to be discussed. I understand mm. this is a hip hop podcast, but we live real lives out here. So <laughs> I I mean I get it. So we went in there. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. Please make sure um, you check out Spaces Philly, our production company, um, and my husband's lovely podcast, No Gimmicks Needed and Nerdgasm Talk, and the YouTube channel Nerd Coalition. Go subscribe and like. I'm not. I'm. I'm not done. Thank you. Go they, sub- they can't see my hand. You, go, you, you, you tell uh, yourself. Whatever. Go like and subscribe and watch some videos, get some views. You know all that good stuff. If you're into anything in the nerd realm. And for my co-hosts, always here holding it down, Joe Franklin, a.k.a. Left Brain. You want to tell the folks where they can find you? You can follow me on Instagram at left underscore brain. Uh, also, Joey Cochran. Um, you can also follow me on, on Facebook as Mayor Franklin. Uh, Drunk Thoughts, Silver Tongue, another episode will be coming soon. And I look forward to coming to Spaces Philly soon. All right. So, um... I think that is it for this week. So the timetable crew is out. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.